rewatch a movie. Quit, quit, quit. You can't do that again. That's not fair. <laughs> oh, big blob. Please don't aggregate this. Lillard, long range three. <laughs> Their defense is atrocious. I'm, I'm sort of the rock star. Right on the cowboy. People. Tiso is the official watch of the NBA. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. You know, we love China. We love you know, playing there. Oh, man, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. It's just hit me right now. Shut up and listen. You think you're better than me? Bye. All right. On the line uh, down in Philadelphia is Ben Croft. Ben, we are currently one week removed from the sudden death of Kobe Bryant, and uh, we are also less than a week away from the NBA trade deadline, which is uh, this Thursday, mm. February 6th at 3 p.m. Um, how you doing, man? We are like currently between two worlds here. Uh, yeah. You know? It, yeah, I'm good. I, uh, yeah, I, it's, you know, it's still, it's a funny, it's a very funny phase. Yeah. Uh we're, you know, like you said, we're a week removed from one week ago, <laughs> yeah. uh, as, as time works. Um, uh, I feel like I, it, it's this, yeah, it's just, it's such a strange sensation. Cause you're like, already, I sort of feel like not only speaking personally, but like other people I like kind of listen to or read are like, people are kind of trying to navigate like, Okay, so yeah. w- like, ha- what's appropriate? What are we like, all sort do? of supposed to do? <laughs> can I are do we a thing now? Yeah, yeah. Can we? Like, can we go? Yeah, can we go back to what we do normally? What we were doing before? Yet, uh, should we continue to talk about what happened? Should we? How do we? And it's uh, you know, obviously, there's no right answer. Uh, everyone's kind of like going about things at their own speed, um, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely, <clears throat> I don't know, I think you and I both are, are like, kind of, uh, you know, we're still, I don't know, I, I don't even, I, I'm not even, I, like, started to go down a path, and now I'm, like, not even sure if I could say, honestly, that like, I'm, like, completely through, like, the yeah. initial shock phase, because yeah, I yeah. still, like, kind of catch myself every now and then, definitely. where I, where, like, it's suddenly, like, just incredibly like impossible to believe all over again um and then i kind of go back to thinking all right like you know this is the new reality and let's all kind of work through it and uh you know and and i feel like we're also uh, you know just like speaking about our like our personal text threads and stuff we're like kind of getting to the point or maybe it's like maybe it felt like too quick but we're like i think just because Kobe is so much on our minds. Uh, we're like kind of, uh, you know, we're, we're grappling with how we felt about him. Um, and we're like kind of already jumping to like more, you know, complicated and sometimes negative, um, you know, feelings towards him. And then you're like, Oh wait, shit, should we, should I even be like thinking those thoughts? Is it way too, right. is that appropriate? All that shit. So I don't know, you know, we're, we're all just muddling through and, yeah, I, I feel like um, one uh, thought, I'm sure other people have made this um, point already, is that, you know, we live in a time right now where there's just this, like, onslaught of uh, media that's available to us. So mm-hmm. our process of, like, grieving uh, in the wake of, like, a very sudden 
massive loss like when mm-hmm. you know like when a celebrity like Kobe Bryant icon like Kobe Bryant passes away we're all because of the nature of social media um we are there's this deluge of you know like clips that are available <laughs> yeah I mean? it's just like yeah. it's just like there has been an onslaught. watch this one guy's reaction uh, watch this see... other woman's reaction yeah, did you see was... this person's eulogy did you see this person crying on national television he was did a you massive see... massive player you know one of the most important basketball players in the history of the game arguably mm-hmm. and he uh, played 20 years and affected so many people had so many teammates uh obviously we had such an important place for so many fans of the game that the the reaction to that is so many people are going to want to have a platform and share it and share their feelings and what they're going through. Yeah. And, um, all of which is like incredibly valid and important and very therapeutic and good. Um, Yeah. But what it means, uh, also is that like when you're just someone that's kind of a bystander and trying to process all of this, there is this unusual level of, um, looking backward um that sometimes Mm. i think when it's not a famous person we kind of do in uh, like at a different pace you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's just a thought is uh you know there's obviously been this just this tidal wave of uh of media clips and stuff like that that were that we're kind of watching all day and and for me personally part of what that has meant is like at a certain point you're just ready to have a break um, yeah from that yeah not, not which be, is not because the person wasn't incredibly iconic and important it's just like at a certain point you can only yeah. cry. you can only cry so much or, yeah, or yeah. forgetting even crying just like you can only you can just only watch think, so many clips before you're like oh, yeah well i gotta do something else right now <laughs> you can only be in an incredibly like dark sad mood for so long before yeah. you have to just like stand up yeah. and be like okay i need to like take care of myself for a minute here yeah. and like yeah. yeah and of course like as you said there's just been so much i could sit on twitter literally all day um just watching clips and reading articles without repeating a single thing um for 24 straight hours um if i wanted to and i and just i could just consume every single thing uh i possibly right. could um there's just not enough time and i to do that and like we all and there's not enough time other... and there's also just not enough yeah i just don't have the the stomach uh, like yeah. and it's a self it's a totally obviously selfish uh uh, th- you know, sort of re- reaction at a certain, but not really. I not think it's really. healthy to, at a I, certain I mean, point. You just like, have to be like, yeah, like fucking. I have to do my job. Like, and you're like, well, I have a job. I have to like feed my family here. So it's like I can yeah. either just like watch these clips and all day or try to not like... be in like a horrible mood around right. the people and yeah. and you know yeah. around me. And um, so yeah, I think that's all totally appropriate. And you know, as we said, it's just everyone does it differently. And if you yeah. are one of the people who sits in front of Twitter or watches uh espn all day long um to get through this then if it helps you absolutely do that yeah um and um yeah everyone had a different relationship to the guy too you know what i mean uh yeah obviously sports fans had one relationship to him non-sports fans had another relationship to him laker fans had one relationship to him then you know knicks fans or or whatever it is so i mean i i have friends out in la who i know are pretty still crushed you know like i had one friend that i spoke right. to this week who was like you know i've been crying non- non-stop and and i'm like yeah, yeah well i you know that's where you're at i get it and you know do we, everyone's everyone's dealing with it their own way 
But um, course, out of curiosity, of like, have you have you been have you had the stomach to like watch a basketball game yet, or are you not really there? Yeah, I definitely have. Yeah. Um, Me too. I mean, not you know, like sit down from my TV to watch a full game, but you know, I'm I'm still. If anything, <laughs> it's funny we took we already joked about this on uh, on, on uh, via text, but um, I found myself as a way to kind of get my mind off of things and not uh, just you know watch clips on Twitter all day. I found myself um, uh, really like. Uh, kind of self-medicating through looking at fantasy basketball stats. Um, and I, and then, and like uh, between like from like Monday to Wednesday, I like suddenly like, uh, step back from my computer and I realized that I'd sent out like eight different trade offers to like various like uh, people in our league. Um, just like, you know, two, three, you know, six player deals, just like, um, and, and just like obsessing, obsessing over like, Oh, okay. What, categories do i need to improve and like (laughs) and finding it incredibly therapeutic to just like stare at numbers um and go on like fucking basketball monster and compare uh you know the impact that certain players have and fucking three-point percentage versus free throw right um you know and i was talking with trevor about this i was saying like our brains really you know during these moments of like loss really are like our defense mechanisms you know what i mean like mm-hmm. we we're we're very intuitive in that way we come up with distractions for ourselves yeah as a means to get through the day because it's like if you just sort of succumb to your very normal uh need to feel um, mm-hmm. frankly, uh, with a loss this big, uh, you know, it can be all consuming and, mm-hmm. um, it is very healthy sometimes to compartmentalize, I think, and just to be like, I definitely will feel sad. I will definitely have time to grieve. I just can't yeah. do that right now. But I'm going to, right. I'm going to, I'm going to turn that faucet off right turn now. Turn that faucet and... off vis-a-vis an NBA fantasy basketball trade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to spend the next two hours. Looking uh, at uh, percentage. Yeah. <laughs> d- deciding if uh, Gordon Hayward is more or less valuable right. than uh, Brandon Clark and Larry Nance Jr. combined. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's very, very important to figure that out for me. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, man, like I, I, I found it, uh, actually pretty therapeutic and, you know, I, I, I talked to you last week about, you know, in terms of the nature of this loss for me, it's not like I was some sort of Kobe Stan where I was like, oh, this is the most important player to me. That they, of for the furthest thing from the case for me, but just, you know, the nature of the loss is still pretty seismic. Um, and it was just so sudden, but I found it pretty therapeutic to, uh, at some point in the last day or two, just be able to like flip on a game. Uh, who was it? Who was it that? I, oh, last night I was watching the jazz and the nuggets. Oh yeah. I watched I part like, of that oh, and then wow. I fell asleep in the fourth. You but. know what? That's me too. I was like, that's actually pretty exciting. Like I'm curious to see how that basketball competition work goes. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like, let me actually see how Donovan Mitchell plays in, uh, in Denver here. And let's see it, how Michael Porter jr. Looks tonight. Yeah. And, you know, it's it was, like, it, it is nice to, uh, to just be able to distract your, yourself with like a pleasant little game of basketball. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's one of by far one of the one of the greatest like purest uh, kind of good things about basketball is its ability to be like a haven and just like and yeah, like the the feeling of like refreshment watching 
a game being like, okay, like this still makes me feel good. Like this yes. is still aesthetically pleasing and, and gives me a positive, like warm feeling to see, yeah, Nikola Jokic, uh, diming dudes up and, yeah. and, uh, Michael Porter Jr. draining threes. Like, uh, it's, yeah, it I was think Kobe very comforting. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that's what the game is to, to so many people who, who both watched and play it. Uh, is like that little, you know, safe, safe space, uh, if you will. So yeah, no, I mean, that's the beauty and the greatness of the game. And, uh, yeah, um, I'm very grateful that, um, yeah, that, that we have these things that, that can like kind of help us, help us deal. And, uh, also I got to give a quick shout out to, um, when you talk about things that like kind of helped, help with me deal. And again, I'm not someone I had so far removed and and detached a connection to this tragedy compared to so many other people that it it really does feel silly to even like talk about like my own personal fucking situation when like people who actually knew him, let alone like were like close friends or family members. Um, I, 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 I feel dumb even like trying to, um, you know, explain my, um, my sort of personal, um, relationship, you know, in, in, in light of theirs. But, um, one of the things that really kind of, uh, I don't know, like helped, helped me is the right word, but just kind of like made me feel a little more normal, a little more like, I don't know, good and not like good is the wrong word, but just kind of, um, uh, helped, helped me kind of like process was, uh, one of our favorite podcasts that we've mentioned before, uh, on this is cookies, uh, Ben Dietrich and Andrew Quo. Um, we love them, and they did a uh, an episode which I urge everyone who uh, listens to our podcast just immediately go and check out if you don't already know about them. It's called Cookies, uh, a basketball podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, they were two guys very much like ourselves who didn't really have, you know, they were not Kobe fans. Um, they never, you know, knew him. Um, uh, didn't have, you know, any sort of like personal relationship other than just being huge, massive basketball fans um, and thinking about him and talking about him, you know, for the uh, pr- basically every day of their lives for the past 20 years. So hearing those two guys just like kind of work through um, what they were doing, it made me feel like, wow, like that. Yeah, that's yeah. how I feel, too. Yeah. And like it was just really, really nice. And they did an awesome job. And I just want to give them a shout out and um, tell everyone to go listen to their podcast because it's uh, fucking phenomenal. Yeah. It it really, uh, I think we both felt, uh, I don't know what the word is, seen or understood or just like in agreement yeah. with like some of the things that they talked about. Um, and I think we hinted at a little bit on our uh, Kobe retrospective as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, well, Ben, with that said, um, you know, we, <laughs> we mentioned last week, we recorded this NBA trade deadline uh, podcast, a trade machine podcast a few right. weeks ago. Uh, at this, yeah, I guess at this point it was probably what, like two weeks ago or something, right? Yeah. Uh, it would have been the Friday, you know, it was the Friday before Kobe died. Whenever it was. Yeah. Well, I, I felt like it was important before we rolled out that podcast for us just to kind of acknowledge the moment that we're in right now, uh, which is still kind of like something like a place of mourning or processing or making sense or figuring out how to deal with like this sudden death and thing that happened and also maybe wanting to also move on with life a little bit and part of what our life involves is like enjoying basketball a little bit Mm -hmm. um (laughs) and so like i said there is sort of this you know major 
uh, thing on the NBA calendar, which is the NBA trade deadline, which is this February 6th at 3 p.m. And uh, so um, I think we should roll the NBA trade machine podcast uh, from this point forward. Is that is that cool with you? Does that make sense to you? That makes total sense. Got to do it. Time marches on. We got to have fun. Uh, I mean, that's, you know? that's the thing here with our pod. Like we, you know, it's a distraction, right? And uh, we're all allowed to have fun. It's important to yeah, and we know, need these things with, and uh, with the sadness of life. And uh, so maybe that's what our trade machine pod can be for anyone who is you know, like I said, caught in between the the sadness of a tragic moment, but also maybe ready to move on and uh, and enjoy I would, the game a little bit. Yeah, I would I would say that our, our trade machine podcast is really one of the best things that you can do for yourself. It's <laughs> it's probably it's probably the most medicinal, most therapeutic. Yeah. You know, when you're really when you're really struggling, when you're really in a uh, in a dark place, turn on this trade machine podcast, <laughs> and if it doesn't just uh, do fix you right up. Um, boy, I, I, I don't know what will. So Man. Ben, this is going to be, <laughs> I have to say a whopper of a show because with our little, uh, introduction here, we are going to be looking at a podcast in the territory of like two hours. Fantastic. So, um, you know, sit back, the, the more relax, yeah. you know, pour yourself the more a therapeutic glass distraction. Of, uh, there is the better. Pour, so pour yourself a glass of Merlot. And uh, enjoy the NBA, the OTL NBA Trade Machine Pod. Here it is, Ben. Let's go. All right. He has uh, he's locked himself in his basement for the last week. He's been grinding away at the ESPN Trade Machine. Oh boy, have fi- I ever figuring out how to relocate the best players in the NBA? Ben Craw, this is your first gasp of air. The first time you're you're seeing daylight in over a week. How are you doing, my friend? I know you've been hard, uh, working hard away at these trades. Chris, I haven't shaved. I haven't showered. I haven't brushed my teeth. My I haven't gone to the bathroom. You I haven't... I haven't gone to the bathroom. No, I haven't gone to the bathroom um, in over a week. Um, this is a... A really, really big episode for us. This is the this is the thing that that all of our fans, all of our yep. listeners, have been clamoring no, for. Been clamoring. Um, Everyone's been asking when's it the anticipation. Out, when it was at an absolute fever pitch. We all know the NBA <laughs> trade deadline right around yeah. the corner. And uh, and as a, as a basketball podcast, how do we um, how do we deal with that news? Well, yep. we we dive in. Yep. And we cook up some trades some in trades. our mad laboratory. Some trades, yeah. I mean, this is uh, this is our bread and butter time, Ben. This is when we make. Oh our yeah. Big, this is when we make the big bucks here. Uh, yeah, like you said, the audience has been clamoring, asking away when when will they finally get the trade machine pod podcast? So here it is. You know, uh, the OTL a lot of other trade deadline special. Uh, it's here at last. Go ahead, Ben. A lot, of, a lot of other you know basketball podcasts do their their trade deadline previews, their their trade predictions. Sure. You know, there, there there have been a lot of deals uh, tossed around that I that I've listened to on on other shows. But these deals, Chris, these yeah. are these are the premium deals. Yeah, um, well, these are the the new deals. These are these that's are the Glen Gary deals. From the, that's what separates us from the rest of the pack, Ben. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, you know. I think it was last year. Uh, if memory serves me correctly, I believe 
Kristaps Porzingis was traded on like the last day of January. So if you're listening to the show, mm. don't be surprised, folks, if you see some of you know if you see some of these uh, big marquee names get traded here uh, in, in the end of January or in the end of January as opposed to that's the right. of February. That's right. The trade deadline, I believe, is February sixth, but that doesn't mean, Chris, nope. that uh, the trades can't happen before that no, date. Man. Sometimes so, you got to preempt it. Sometimes you, know you what? just got to get ahead the, of the storm. Yeah, the news could drop at any second here. Even as we record, we, yep. we could be, uh, you know, uh, uh, suddenly finding ourselves in a, in a whole new NBA landscape. So, And Ben, of figured. course, we, we are opening ourselves up to Pandora's box here because, you know, once these trades start happening, that is, uh, that is of course, when the old emergency podcast. Oh, yeah. The emergency pods are going to be flying gonna left and right. out. Um, oh yeah. So it's going to be a we've very got, busy, We've got the emergency for us. We've got the emergency pods locked away in a glass case over yep. here. We've got a hammer that we can use to shatter mm. the glass to access those emergency pods if one we need them. One of our them. great one of our great episodes ever I feel was one of our emergency pods of course when Chris Stapps was traded. Right. We right. went on the emergency pod when you uh you know you declared once and for all that the Knicks had won the trade. They had won the Chris Stapps Porzingis trade and I have to say Ben a year later you have proved yourself to be absolutely right. Yep, uh, I've been Knicks, totally vindicated totally uh, in that vindicated. take. Yeah, yep, and yep. Uh, the Knicks won the Kristaps Porzingis trade. So nobody, nobody wanted to say it at the time except for me. You I was the, the only one that had the balls. Yep. Um, and of course, we all know Chris. I mean, the, the, this entire podcast really was created in the you know the cauldron of of, right. of trade season uh, right. with episode number one, of That's course, right. being. The uh, the Blake Griffin. Yep. In fact, I would say that episode one was really sort of an emergency pod um, sure. in, in its own right. Well, the um, whole podcast has been one giant emergency. Yeah, uh, exactly. We, we emergency. are in. We are that responding. Is just our, we are responding that, that, to an emergency. The NBA community yes. had a desperate need. They said this is an emergency. If someone could just create a podcast to sort of talk out this nonsensical thing that's happened, it would be a yeah. huge boon for the community. Yeah, and our so, resting, our resting baseline. A, yeah, we're yeah, a we, bandage we, on the on the wound of every NBA fan out there. Yeah, yeah. Our resting baseline state is a state of emergency, Chris. Sure. That's just how we live every single day. Ben, before we get into the nitty gritty of these massive NBA trades, we had a, had a, a couple things I wanted to note real quick uh, mm. that happened this week. First, we got news that DJ D. Saul. David Solomon, <laughs> CEO of Goldman oh, Sachs. Oh boy! Oh boy! Big, made massive story. I don't know if, if anyone saw this, well, but we I, we got to touch. You're, I'm glad that you're that we're we're bringing this up at the I very just, top. I just had to just uh, real quick. I just want to make a couple of notes here. This is one of them, DJ D. Saul, who uh, may, has has become famous through this podcast for his relationship, of course, of course, with JJ Redick. It was announced this week that DJ D. Saul, the CEO of Goldman Sachs, who is also yeah. Yeah. a professional DJ. Yep, and will, a high-level individual. Will be hosting a Super Bowl party for Sports Illustrated, which is a magazine. And uh, DJ DeSaul will be will be hosting that soiree in Miami uh, this year. He uh, it, it, it's a huge opportunity. We're glad that D, DJ DeSaul is finally getting the recognition he deserves. He'll be joined, yeah. of course, by the Black Eyed Peas, by Marshmello, by rapper Da Baby. Um, mm, mm, and, what and, a what 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 a lineup! What, what an a, incredible lineup! We are very. I mean, that excited. is a that is yeah. a murderer's row of. Yes. of 
of just uh, you know music uh, and and pop culture power mm-hmm. right there. Uh, also, Ben, we had Zion Williamson returning to action this week. Very exciting to see Zion out on the floor. I don't know if you had a chance to catch any of his first game. Of but... course, of course. He was able to fight through uh, his extreme fatness uh, <laughs> to score 22 points and seven rebounds in wow. about 20 minutes. Yeah. I don't know how he did it with just that much an body electrifying, fat. An electrifying fourth quarter. Uh, just just went on a hot streak. I think he hit, what, four threes in a row. So very exciting to see yeah. Zion back on the floor. We wish we wish Zion all the best down there in the Big Easy. And then uh, one thing, one last thing I wanted to float at you, Ben, before we hop into the trade deadline here, mm. is, uh, is this. I think it's now time. I think it is now time for Andre Iguodala to hold, to end his holdout. Ooh, and to rejoin, calling him out and to rejoin his teammates on the Memphis Grizzlies for their championship run, Ben. Mm, uh, Andre, you've been I, you've locked yourself in your bedroom for long enough. It's time I, to come out. I put it out there, of course, during our NBA preview podcast. Um, you know that uh, it was only a matter of time before Andre Iguodala came to his senses and realized that the Memphis Grizzlies, Ben, who are currently twenty and twenty four will be making the playoffs this year. They're coming for that eighth seed spot. They're coming for that seventh seed spot. Uh, they are not intimidated by these Spurs of San Antonio. They are not intimidated by the Thunder or the Rockets. The Memphis Grizzly, Ja Morant, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., Brandon Cook, these guys, they Clark. are... Uh, Brandon Clark, excuse me. <laughs> these guys <laughs> are a playoff squad then that's right yeah andre andre has been before andre comes to his senses that's right he's been holding out uh you know asking to be traded to a contender well guess what buddy um there's a contender out there that uh, just so happens you are already on the roster right under your own nose andre i I heard kevin arnovitz this week saying to zach Lowe that uh he was currently still living in the bay area taking venture capital meetings uh, Andre, Very it's, cool. time, it's time to put on the mesh shorts. It's time to lace up the Nikes. You are a member of the Memphis Grizzlies, and you'd be lucky. You'd be lucky to play with these guys. So uh, time to go back to practice, Andre. Yeah, time to get out of the boardroom and hit mm-hmm. the gym, Andre. That's Do we want to – sorry, one last thing. Do we want to talk about the uh, the all-star starters that were recently announced real oh, quick? Sure, or or yeah. do we do we even care about that? I mean, obviously, some horrendous choices, um, horrendous choices. Uh, being, being made here. Yeah. LeBron James – as a starter, uh, absolutely inexcusable. I don't know. I don't know what what yeah, happened I there. I, I, don't I don't know, know who, what happened there. I don't Obviously, know who messed up. Uh, Brandon Ingram has sort of, you know, like I, I I don't know how you make a better case for yourself than Brandon Ingram's first half. Uh, he needs yeah. to be in that starting lineup. Rashawn Holmes, I am just a, a, a shocking, incredible. a shocking exclusion. It's like the guy keeps getting overlooked every year, and uh, it's just it's really disappointing. I have to say, I'm let down by the fans. I'm let down by the players, and uh, yeah, let down, yeah. of course, by the media. Um, of course, uh, yeah. We, I mean, we submitted our votes um, we did the best as as, we as members of the media. We, you media know, members. Yeah. We we uh, we did all the all the rallying and canvassing that we possibly could um, to mm. support our candidates. Of course, Kemba Walker, another uh, Eastern yeah. All Star starter that did not make your full roster. Um, I can't imagine how wow. uh, how crestfallen you you must feel no, after after seeing that news. You hate to see it. You hate to see such a nice 
nice individual guy getting elected to a team based strictly on his niceness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm more of a stats guy. I'm more more of a Bradley Beal guy, more of a Jimmy Butler guy. That was, of course, my Eastern Conference backcourt. But hey, listen, the fans saw it, saw it differently. They wanted to elect a guy to the team based on uh, based on the fact that he's a nice man. Yeah, I mean, hey, listen, a lot of a lot of those Boston folks, they uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they love they love the niceness, so it's really no no surprise. But it is disappointing. One last thing, Ben, before we hop into the tr- the trade deadline here, any thoughts? Can we get an update on your feelings towards Kyrie Irving? Of course, a guy that you uh, elected to your All Star team. Uh, he returned to the court this week, uh, mm-hmm. playing LeBron James and the Lakers. They they of course fell to the Lakers last night. But is uh, give give us an update on Kyrie? Is it nice having him well, back out there on the court? Yeah, Chris. Last time we spoke, um, Kyrie had not yet even returned uh, to the basketball court, um, but I did name him to my Eastern Conference All-Star team uh, just based on his heart, his passion, his love for the game. His his will to win, um, his guts, uh, his 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 grit, um, and sure enough, uh, he proved me right yet again. Um, coming coming back and returning to play for his team, um, and uh, and you know, I mean, I, I don't know if anyone saw the the quote he gave recently comparing himself to Martin Luther King. Oh, that um, was something, man. On Martin Luther King uh, <laughs> Day. Um, and you know what? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't find a single um, falsehood in anything that he said. Yeah. Um, he has been persecuted. He is <laughs> a hero uh, and a leader of men. He's Both a civil rights hero. People, a hero of civil rights. Yeah. Yeah. He's a symbol and a hero to um, to oppressed uh, and disenfranchised people across the globe. Sure. Um, and uh, and yeah, I just hope that uh, that the Nets finally. Uh, you know, re- re- revamp their roster and give him some of the help that he needs um, because I think he, uh, you know, he, he deserves to be a champion again. Yep. But I uh, couldn't be happier for him. And uh, yeah, I was very, very happy to, to see his Welcome his back, Kyrie. It's great having you back on the court. Ben, let's hop into it. Let's get into the nuts and bolts here of this trade deadline special. Our, the OTL trade deadline special. Oh boy! All right, here, here we go. Do we have any theme music that we can that yeah, we can play I'll drop, here? I'll drop something in. I'm sure. All right, we'll, we'll get something. Sure. Yeah. Um, <coughs> do you want to kick us off, or if not, I can I can start us off. Uh, um, you can go first. Okay. I'll, uh, Great. Yeah. And just so I have a sense, uh, do, do you have uh, how, how many trades have you prepared? Uh, um, let's see. That's a good question. I have um, one, two, three, four, five. Okay. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, no, twelve, no, thirteen, no, fourteen, fifteen, no. sixteen, no. seventeen. No. I have eight. I have eighteen trades, Chris. No, you um, don't. No, you don't. No. I do, but seven. But seventeen of the eighteen are pretty closely related. Um, oh my god! But I mean, we don't have to go through all of them. I can. I can uh-huh. kind of give you. Um, but I'll, I'll let you go first, and then I'll sort of explain my my process here. Okay. 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 Um, are we going, are we going to, so we're going to go trade for trade? Is that it? Like, oh. uh, yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, um, it sounds like you have, uh, a few more trades than me. Like I said, Chris, I've been busy. I've been, I've been, uh, burning, burning the candle at both ends over here. These are the, these are the deals. Oh my 
These God. are the Glen Gary deals. If oh, GMs, oh listen, if G, if GMs can't uh, can't pull off these trades that I've cooked up, uh-huh. they are they are they are less uh, they are less than shit, and they deserve to be fired. All gotcha. right, that's gotcha. that's that's how I feel. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, Bull Bang. To give you a sense of my methodology and approach here, basically, as I started crafting these trades, thinking about trades, mm-hmm. the first thing I did was I just said like I tried to identify who are the teams that are trying to basically either make the playoffs or their teams that are trying to really fortify their playoff run, kind of lengthen their playoff run, you know, or try to like acquire a higher seed, both in the sure. East and the West. Right. So, and then, so, I, so that was like problem A. And then problem B, I was like, okay, so then who conversely are the teams trying to focus on a rebuild, trying to mm-hmm. focus on draft picks, player development, et cetera. So uh, in terms of teams trying to make a playoff run, some teams that I thought about were you know the Brooklyn Nets the the Sixers the the Indiana Pacers the Miami Heat in the Western Conference I thought about the Grizzlies the Spurs mm. the Thunder the 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 Trailblazers the Suns the Pelicans the, the so Ma- many teams the Mavericks yeah. Houston Utah all basically everyone in the West all the teams yeah everyone that in like the a, West that sounds like all of them <laughs> sounds like their game for mm. uh improvement that they really could use another listen piece. who doesn't love a good deal you know sure. Then, if I can, if I can do a deal and 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 suddenly my team is better, you know who yes, says no? Yes. And then teams in the East that are I I I, I kind of identified as focusing on a rebuild were the Knicks, the Cavs, the Hornets, the Bulls, the Pistons, and in the West I decided that Sacramento and Minnesota were definitely both looking to uh, rebuild. Mm, okay. So mm-hmm. with that in mind, Ben. My first trade, how are you going to, how, how do you want to share uh, these trades with one another, like with our trade links? Yeah, if you want, you want to just uh, text them maybe? Yeah. Um, I think and then we can, yes. I think that's an, that's an easy way to do it. Let me see which one I want to give you first. I mean, lead with the A material here. I want to, I want, I want you to hit me with, uh, okay. with your, with your, with your best shot. Okay. I'm going, uh, all right, let's go for it. Here we go. Let's start, let's start. Let's start pretty crazy. Um, oh boy! All right then. So I'm texting you right now. My first trade. Oh wow! Yeah, a, a four-team blockbuster. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so my Whew. first trade, Ben. We have um, we have the Dallas Mavericks. They are going to be getting. Well, 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 this trade involves the Pistons, the Mavericks, the Hawks. In the Orlando Magic, we have the Dallas Mavericks getting Andre Drummond for their play. Wow. wow! Andre Drummond will be manning the center position. The big man in the middle for the Mavericks. Of course, the Mavericks, uh, you know, just lost uh, Dwight Powell That's to right. a, a tragic season-ending Achilles injury. That's a right. Very, very important player to their their uh, team's, uh, you know, roster. Yes. Um, so you're you're replacing a Powell. You're upgrading to with a, a to a, a Drummo. Then wow. Atlanta, Atlanta, the Hawks are going to get their center of the future who is locked in on a long-term contract. Of course, they will be getting Ben Nikola Vucevic from the wow. Orlando Magic. Nikola wow. Vucevic. Um, and then, and these are just the headliners. And then we can break into uh, some of the, the nitty gritty specifics. Orlando, sure. Orlando is going to be getting massive cap relief. Ben, they are getting uh, some massive contracts, some expiring contracts. They're getting the twenty five million dollar expiring contract of Chandler Parsons, and mm. they will also be getting 
this year's Atlanta's first round draft pick in 2020. So it could be the Ooh. could be the number one pick in the draft. Yeah, and, that's a that's a big chip right there. And wow. they are also going to be getting via Atlanta the uh, 2022 first round pick of Oklahoma City. So Orlando gets massive cap relief. They get two future first round picks, one of which Mm. is Atlanta's this year in this uh, upcoming draft. Could be the number one overall pick. And Mm. then going back to Detroit, Detroit gets gets some salary salary relief. They get Dallas's first round pick in 2020. And via mm-hmm. Atlanta, they get the twenty. And Dallas still has a first round pick. We don't. They didn't send that one to the Knicks. They still have their twenty twenty first round pick. Yeah, got it. Okay. And then they are also getting via Atlanta the twenty twenty first round pick from the Brooklyn Nets. Wow. All so right. so let's break this into some specifics here. So again, Detroit is getting the expiring contract of Evan Turner and Courtney Lee. In exchange for Drummond, they're getting Evan Turner and Courtney Lee's expiring money plus two future Mm. first-round picks. Dallas gets Andre Drummond for their playoff push, and he has a player option, which means in all likelihood he's an expiring contract. Like if they want to try to re-sign him in the offseason, they can. If not, no harm, no foul. He walks. Atlanta gets their uh, center of the future, Nikola Vucevic. Yeah. Um, to a, uh, on a long-term contract, they're going to pair him with Trey Young. Yeah, I, lo- I love the idea of, of Trey and, 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 Vooch and Vooch with along with John Collins, yep. who, you know... Kevin Herter. N- yep. Not quite not quite a center, so that I feel like they... Uh, yeah, yep. that's, yep. that's a yep. big, and, uh, big upgrade al- for them. They're also getting Aminu, uh, Al-Farouk Aminu's uh, uh, contract to kind of help balance out this deal. And then Orlando is getting the expiring contract of Char- Chandler Parsons. <clears throat> They're also taking Tim Hardaway Jr.'s uh, contract. He has two years, uh, two years each at twenty million dollars a year, mm. and Orlando is getting two future first-round picks. One of which is Atlanta's twenty twenty first-round pick, and the other I said was uh, what was it? Was Dallas's first yes. round. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Twenty twenty. Wow. No, the 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 uh, they're getting the first-round pick from Oklahoma City in twenty oh, right, right, in twenty twenty-two. Got it. So, um, yeah. So basically, I w- what I was trying to do here was like I felt like Orlando was kind of stuck in the mud a little bit, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they have a really, really valuable guy, Nikola Vucevic, who I think is probably twenty six, seven, or eight. Let me let me get that for you, Nikola Vucevic. Right. Is, yeah, he's like one of those guys. It's like not quite a building block of the future for them. Twenty nine. He's twenty. Yeah. So it's kind of like I mean they're. Yeah, their team is is really going to be built around like John Isaac and yeah, Markel Fultz. It exactly. seems like they have a logjam at uh, at kind of like the front court with these guys like Jonathan Isaac, Mobamba, Kem Birch, right? right? And Nikola Vucevic and is incredible. Now they're currently yeah. in like a you know a seventh or eighth spot. I, um, I mean they you know they they could very well just say hey we want to try to make the playoffs sure. again. That's that's valuable to us even if we know we're not going to get out of the first round. Sure. But I you're you're like, saying they're gonna I, I they're gonna like pack it, was, it in. I felt like it was more valuable for them to mm-hmm. wave the white flag, trade mm. their most valuable piece, and double down on the future, 
And yeah. again, you could be looking at the number one overall pick in this year's draft by, yeah. by acquiring Atlanta's first round pick. Plus, they get Oklahoma City's first round draft pick in two years, and they shed a fortune in salary. Yeah, so makes they, a lot of sense. They free up time for Mo Bamba and Jonathan Isaac to sort of like be the front court of the future. I mean, they my get, God, if I could see if I could see John Isaac playing the five at yeah. some point next season, right. oh boy, I'd, I'd be I'd be a happy man. Now you're clearing probably I think something like 30 or 40 million dollars in salary for Orlando so they can also go out and sign players they if they decide that they you know want to add to the roster with some young vets they can go sign whoever and they have a now now they have a, a treasure trove of first round picks coming to them sure. and um and yeah that was that was the the basis of the thinking for Detroit they basically they basically concede that Drummond isn't going to sign their long term they get two future first round picks and they get some expiring money in the process. Um, yeah. And that was my thought process with them. And for Dallas, they get a big man, a dominant center, Andre Drummond, to do all the dirty work playing next to Porzingis. And do do all the dirty work that yeah. uh, that that fragile little boy, yeah. Chris Stops, does not want to do. terrified of doing. And yes. like I said, if they decide that he's not a fit, they just let him walk in free agency, no harm, no foul. And all of a sudden, you've cleared $27, $27 million off the books. Love it. Wow. So that's the trade. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a barn burner right there, Chris. Um, wow. All right, man. Clearly, you, you put a lot of thought into yeah. it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Love that. Yeah, probably a little too much, if I'm being I mean, honest. All, all, the, all the draft pick maneuvering, I got to tell you, that's that's something that I didn't quite uh, uh, take into consideration, uh-huh. but... Uh, but you'll you'll see my methodology as, as we as we get through it here. So um, all right, so let's see here. Let's start off with um, okay. So listen, um, this is uh, this is something that, that I take no real joy in in saying, Chris. But can you I think send it's something. Me, send me the trade when you get a sec. I will. I will. <clears throat> all right. So first, let me set it up a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, Basically, I, I spent my week trying to figure out, you know, the, the most uh, sort of the most urgent issues uh, acro- across the league. Yeah. And uh, and the thing I kept coming back to that I decided to kind of really focus my uh, my efforts on uh-huh. was um, oh was God. was a little a little problem going on in my hometown, Philadelphia, <laughs> of Philadelphia. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Chris, I don't think it's uh, it's uh, controversial at this point to say that the Joel Embiid Ben Simmons experiment yeah. in Philadelphia has been an unmitigated disaster. It's a disaster. All right? It's been a nightmare for everyone. It involved. has been a spectacular failure, <laughs> according to every conceivable metric, yeah. and, uh, and 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 most this importantly, is universally agreed upon by all media. Everyone outlets. who everyone, watches the game. If you're an NBA podcaster, you can't. I mean, you can't say anything contrary to the idea that. The Embiid Simmons pairing has been an absolute. It disaster. just doesn't work. Okay, no the stats, the stats say it, and mo- and more importantly, the eye test, yeah. Chris. The eye test is really what I go by, and the eye test tells me these two just can't. They can't coexist. So, listen, uh, Embiid is is currently out with an injury, right? Yeah. And so his last game was on January sixth. Okay. Now that was a while ago. A lot of people might not remember. But uh, but before he went down with injury, the Sixers were a, a sub five hundred team with him beat on the court. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a he had a negative net rating. He was just uh, a, a massive detriment to the team. All right, so Embiid goes down on January sixth, and uh, and suddenly the Sixers uh, have have gone five and three since then. All right, now on January twentieth versus the Brooklyn Nets with no Embiid on the court to uh, to get in his way and slow him down. 
Ben Simmons went off. He had 34 points, 12 assists, and 12 rebounds. All right, that's wow. a triple double, Chris. Yeah. That might be that might be one of the best games that I've ever stats seen. In three different categories. Yeah, and on top of that, all the Sixers won the game. All right, this was against the Brooklyn Nets, okay. one of the best teams in the entire league. The Sixers beat them. They beat the pants off them. And not only that, they actually beat them a second time. And they beat the Chicago Bulls and the New York Knicks, uh, two other Eastern Conference powerhouses. All right, they won four games in a row without Embiid. Again, my, to remind you. Um, you know, w- w- without him, uh, you know, bogging down, muddying up yeah. the offense, uh, slowing down the pace, just Man. creating a, a general sense of, you know, malaise and, and discontent. It's almost uh, like I'm almost kind of seeing a trend here or something. It's yeah, like yeah. I'm beginning to wonder if maybe the Sixers are better without Joel Embiid? Chris, I didn't want to say it, so thank you for saying it for me. All right, oh my this God. team is I suddenly never playing. I'd say it, yeah, yeah, they're playing with joy again. Uh, ben Simmons looks like a completely different player. All right, he's getting triple doubles. You know, something he never used to do with Joel Embiid around. Um, I'm going to say it here on the record. I think that the Philadelphia 76ers can be a playoff team in 2020, but, but Chris, only yeah. if Joel Embiid is traded away from this team all right he's ruining everything for the sixers yeah so with that as as our as our context here uh which again i think is completely indisputable and undeniable i'm going to send you the first of of many solutions that i came up with to this problem Mm. all right so solution (laughs) number one we are looking at the Golden State Warriors. Wow. All right, now, yep. what do the Philadelphia 76ers need? Number one, they need to get rid of net negative Joel Embiid. And what do they need in return? They need an elite perimeter creator and shot maker. And there's a little fella by the name of D'Angelo Russell wow. playing for the Golden State Warriors, D-Lo. who I think think could be their 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 point guard of the future. Wow. So listen, if they if uh if, if the if the Sixers send uh Joel Embiid out west, mm-hmm. they would they would bring back D'Angelo Russell, Marquise Chris, and Jordan Poole. All right? <laughs> wow. The set listen, listen, the salaries match. I don't I don't see who says no to that deal. All right? D'Angelo Russell again, a uh he was an all-star last year. He could very well be an all-star again this year. Uh, I think he he really solves you know the spacing uh, problems that that Philadelphia has, uh, and then you throw in Marquise Chris, who I think has a lot of untapped potential. You know this guy, uh, he's shown flashes. Chris, I still believe in him, uh, and Jordan Poole. You know, hey, he's he's kind of unproven. The thing is, Ben, but, this is an awesome trade, right? Like, I mean, the thing is, like, uh, the Sixers really could use all three of these players. I mean, you can't tell me that all three of these guys, D'Angelo Russell, Marquise Chris, and Jordan Poole, wouldn't immediately help the 76ers in just all sorts of different ways. I mean, you're basically replacing Embiid's production with Marquise Chris, you know, right off the bat. And then you throw in D'Angelo Russell, and it's like, all right, who's who's stopping that team in the Eastern Conference? I don't, you know, I don't, I don't see anyone... Who can compete with that? So I love this that's, trade. That is that is trade number one. Joel Embiid, bye bye. Wow, you're going you're going to San Francisco. You're going to Oakland. Wow. I uh, hope you enjoy uh, the Bay Area, A Joel. Generational um, talent, Joel Embiid has. We're been literally to the Bay Area. We are we are sending you as far away as geographically possible. Wow. Um, to uh, to the Golden State Warriors, and in return, Russell, Chris, Poole. 
Boom. Wow. I like it, man. Yeah. I really, really like it. I mean, th- that team would be <laughs> really, really fun. That, yeah. That, that would be, yeah, wow. Okay, great. Uh, All right. Um, do you want to give me your next MB trade or do you want to save it? Uh, it sounds like you have many MB trades lined up. Yeah, I could, I could, I could go, uh, I could double up for, for each one of yours. Sure. I'm going to send you my next one. Yeah, maybe that's smart. All right, here we go. Oh, it's, it's actually funny, Chris, that you said that's smart because, uh, that's right. Joel Embiid getting traded to. Joel is headed to Beantown, (laughs) folks. To Beantown? Yep, that's right. To the, uh, to the, uh, Northeast rival Boston Celtics. Wow. Now, here's the here's the thing, Chris. Now, this is the real galaxy brain at work here. All right, I know that uh, that that uh, you know you think I'm you think I'm crazy. You think this is uh, this is you know irresponsible, a little rash, you know. But listen, if Joel Embiid is clearly a cancer, he's a net negative. Uh, he makes the team worse every time he steps on the floor. Who better to what, trade him to? What smarter move is there than pawning him off? Yep. On your Eastern Conference rival Love that, that you event. you may very well be facing in the playoffs. This so is, listen, uh, you this saddle... Is this is payback for the Fultz-Jason Tatum trade, of course. Exactly. I love So that. you saddle the Boston Celtics with Joel Embiid and his albatross of a contract. We're talking about four years, $27 million. Uh, you know, that's that's just... that's. That's crushing to a to a team, sure, you know, man. right there. Yeah, that kind of money. So they get rid of Embiid, and in return, the Sixers get Marcus Smart, uh-huh. who I mean, you know, who what player in the league fits fits the Sixers culture better than you know, hard hat, lunch pail, Marcus Smart. Yeah. Again, a, an elite perimeter creator, shot maker. The guy, you know, he's he's just uh, you know dead eye uh, on on target from three point range all the time, mm-hmm. and. So, I mean, I would say Embiid for Smart straight up would would be more than more than fair. Right. But along with Smart, you know, to make the money work, we're throwing in not one but two elite centers. Yeah. Why have one center when you could have two? Sure. So we're gonna throw in Daniel Tyson and Ennis Cantor. Wow. Bang! Look wow. at that. Wow! I like this man. I really, right? really like this. Yeah. Um, I I want to I mean, say it's a fair trade for both teams, but the thing is we both know that Embiid is a cancer and yeah. ultimately this will be a very bad trade for the Celtics. Exactly. But, but I think paper, it's the kind of thing the Celtics see, you know, they're they're looking as outsiders. They're looking at at, at Embiid saying, "Oh yeah, we could use him. He he would he would help our team." But as soon as he gets uh gets in that locker room, as soon as he he puts on he, that you know, starts uniform. starts oh interacting with those other Jason Tatums and and um Gordon Haywards, man, yep. there, those uh, those guys are uh, they're, they're, they're just gonna they're gonna fall to apart. The, the the worst influence of your life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. Get ready, get ready to hate playing basketball. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. All right, Ben. Uh, love that trade. Let me give you something. My next trade that I'll give for you is another four team. involves San Antonio. Wow. You and the, you and these four teamers. Yep, I have a couple of them. Just can't resist. Um, San Antonio, Sacramento, Cleveland, and Denver. I want you to think about those teams. I'm going to send this trade along to you right now. So, uh, in this deal, we have my main, yeah, my objective here, Ben, was basically... A lot lot going on here. A lot happening here, and some explanation is necessary. But basically, I decided that I wanted to rebuild the San Antonio Spurs. Mm. And by rebuild, 
I should say I, I, I should say that I wanted to fortify the San Antonio Spurs and get them uh, give them like a push for the playoffs here. So, mm. uh, so uh, an on the fly rebuild where they're yeah. not really rebuilding. They're still they're still going to be contending yes. as they rebuild. Yes. So, Ooh, I love it. To give you an idea, currently at shooting guard, San Antonio is playing Bryn Forbes, and at power mm-hmm. forward, they're playing Trey Lyles. Both fine, both fine players, but I wanted to give them an upgrade. So sure. in this trade, I have San Antonio getting Kevin Love from the Cleveland Cavaliers mm. and Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Sacramento Kings. So two wow, love it. pretty massive el- upgrade. Two pretty elite players. Uh, love at the power forward, Bogdanovich at the shooting guard. Then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have Sacramento getting. Um, a power forward making upwards of $30 million. That's Paul Millsap. He's on an expiring contract. Paul Millsap is going to be going from Denver to Sacramento on an expiring deal, along with Bryn Forbes, who they will get from the San Antonio Spurs. Now, Mm -hmm. the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Cleveland Cavaliers here, we are are just flooding them with young talent. So they're going to take on Rudy Gay's two-year, $14 million contract. They're going to take on Dwayne Dedman, who has three more years at $13 million. But the good news Mm. is they're getting your guy, Ben, Rashawn Holmes. Wow. Yeah, they're getting Rashawn Holmes. They're getting Michael Beasley from the Denver Nuggets. Mm. And they're getting Harry Giles, Malik Beasley, I believe. Michael Beasley. Yeah, Malik Beasley. (laughs) Malik Beasley. I mean, shit, if they could get Michael Beasley too, (laughs) now now we're cooking. That'd be something. And uh, and they're getting Harry Giles. Ooh, love Harry Giles in third. Harry Giles, who Sacramento decided not to offer a contract extension to. Mm -hmm. So, um, So that's the Cleveland portion of it. And then Denver... Denver gets Patty Mills expiring. He get uh, we get uh, Nemanja Bialica. They get some spare parts from Cleveland and San Antonio. Two minimum level minimum level players, frankly, who I've never heard of. One guy named Winder Windler, another guy Dylan named, Windler, yeah, and another guy named Metu. Um, yeah, but in addition to that, they're getting both of San Antonio's 2020 and 2022 first rounders. So Ooh. basically, basically, That's enticing. My my objectives here were this: one, fortify the Spurs; two, give the Cleveland Cavs an influx of young talent; three, give uh, open up some space for the Denver Nuggets to start playing our guy Michael Porter Jr. Our prom, our prom king. So Michael Porter Jr. This is something wow. I feel like we're going to be talking a lot about through the spring. But the Denver Nuggets are loaded. They are just loaded, and particularly at the front court between yeah. uh, between Michael Porter Jr., between Jeremy Grant, between Paul Millsap, they uh, between <clears throat> uh, Hernan Gomez. Frankly, the Nuggets have too many guys for not enough positions or minutes. So by moving Millsap's $30 million expiring contract off, they suddenly have an opportunity for guys like Porter Jr. and Jeremy Grant to play full-time. And so in addition to creating opportunities for those guys to play, we're also 
giving them two future first round picks from the Spurs. And it's, I love those picks. I mean, that 2022 pick, dude. The 2022 you know, the, the Spurs, pick. The Spurs, the Spurs could be really bad in like a couple yeah. of years. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm kind of rolling the dice here on the Spurs and giving with these two big veteran contracts. But it's totally possible that the Spurs implode. And if yeah. they implode I mean, in two years, we all know they've been good forever. But like in two more years, you know, Aldridge is probably going to be gone. Exactly. Rose is probably going to be gone. Exactly. Kevin Love is probably going to be like a shell of himself, sure. which he pretty much already is. So you know, they've got a couple young young studs in, in Dejounte and and our our boy Derek White. But other than that, they, yes. they don't have a whole lot. You know, Lonnie Walker. Basically, uh, this is Denver saying. We think our backup players, Porter Jr. and Jeremy Grant, should actually be starting in front of Millsap. Let's move yeah. Millsap off, get two future first round picks. Mm. Who knows whatever what could happen with those? And um, that's what Denver's doing. Cleveland gets, uh, you know, Harry Giles, Malik Beasley, who is another one of those guys that's just buried in Denver um, and is such a talented player. But again, there's just. There are too many guys for not enough minutes or spots. He's obviously blocked by Gary Harris and uh, right. and, and Tory Craig, I believe, is is soaking up some minutes. They yep, get yep. Rashawn Holmes, of course. We've talked about him uh, in previous podcasts. A guy that mm. just needs an opportunity, and he's for whatever reason he's being blocked by Marvin Bagley in uh, Sacramento. Rashawn, never, never the bride, always the bridesmaid. Exactly. I, so, all, all I hope is that he uh, he takes over that starting job. Like no no competition in Cleveland I for th- him. I think I think it's going to work in Cleveland. I think they are just desperate for talent. And, uh, and yeah, and, and then Sacramento, uh, like I said, they, they, it, it looks like they're not going to sign Bogdanovich in the off season. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have the space to sign Bogdanovich in the off season. So rather than letting him walk for nothing, they get the expiring contract of Paul Millsap and they get Brent Forbes, a very valuable, inexpensive player. So mm-hmm. they suddenly clear $30 million of cap space. Once the off season hits, they can use that money to spend on veteran free agents, whatever it is. And, uh, and yeah, that is the, uh, the trade in a nutshell. I love it. I love, I love how, how complex it is. Yes. But it all, it makes sense for all parties involved here. One of my low key favorite pieces here is, uh, is Patty Mills, yes. uh, who, who sort of seems like, you know, a throw in like an expiring deal, but he could be like super helpful to the nuggets in like a playoff run. Oh, yeah. Just like a, a, you know, a veteran, Competent. like shot, ma- yep. like shot maker, microwave guy off the bench. Have him play uh, 20 you know, minutes a night, 25 yeah, minutes back, a night. Yeah. Backing up Jamal Murray yep. is like kind of a, a poor man's Jamal Murray. And just like coming, coming in. He's an expiring contract. He, you know, it's $12 million wiped off the books at the end of the year. Suddenly, you know, the, the nuggets can do whatever they want with that money love it love it great 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 job there all right give me uh give me a trade or two okay let's see here um well i'm gonna be uh turning my attention back to uh to philadelphia chris um because i feel like listen i want to make sure that we have all our bases covered uh in case uh the two previous mb deals that i sent you don't work out Mm. um i've got a i've got a couple more options for us here okay so I'm going to send you one right now that I think you're going to really like. This is, uh, this is sending Joel yet again westward. This time, not to the Golden State Warriors, but to the Los Angeles Lakers, baby. <laughs> Lakers! That's right. Oh, Lakers get, Joel in that get Embiid to pair alongside... 
Dwight Howard, D39. We're talking about an Embiid, AD, JaVale McGee front court. Oh, my God. That's right, folks. So here's the deal. In a, all right, let's let's run through it. Wait, but the ben, Lakers. Can, can you actually do this trade, Ben? There's no way you can actually make this trade work, is there? Chris, Chris, the salaries match. There it is, right? folks. You heard the it. Salaries the salaries match. match. That's all. NBA. That I'm looking at it right now with my own two eyes. ESPN NBA trade machine. Yep. In a big green in a big green box. Green means yeah, go. Yeah, it says this trade is successful. successful yeah. Exclamation points. <laughs> yes. Okay. So let's run through it. The Los Angeles Lakers receive Joel Embiid and his $27 million salary. Mm. The Philadelphia 76ers receive their superstar of the future, Kyle Kuzma. Wow. All right? Kyle Kuzma is the big piece here. Wow. Uh, Obviously, you know, we all know Jeannie Buss did not want to trade Kyle Kuzma. Um, he is, you know, he's a, he's a king in LA. Uh, he's, you know, one of the, the franchise cornerstones, a real building block for the future for them. Uh, he was the one guy they wouldn't give up in the Anthony Davis deal. But you know what? For the chance to uh, to, uh, to get acquire, yeah, to that secure yeah. to secure the, uh, uh, the the services of Joel Embiid, they're going to send Kuzma to Philly along with Chris. We've we've talked about it before. The Sixers need a point guard. A an elite perimeter creator, and they finally found one in Rajon Rondo. Wow, Rajon Rondo from coming coming to Philly from the Lakers mm. along with with Kuz. Uh, Rondo obviously uh, has the heart of a champion, sure. and he's got and he's got the ring to prove it, folks. All right, he's going to be uh, a real a real help, uh, you know, to, to the locker room, to the culture in Philly. You know, he's a fighter, he's a scrapper, and more importantly, uh, he racks up those assists. Um, so I think he's going to be a real help to them. Now, to make the money work, I know that's important. We've got to make the money work. Well, we're going to throw, we're gonna thing, throw in... Yeah, the salaries do have to the match. The salaries do have to match. So in that spirit, we're going to include a Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Wow. Um, and his $8 million salary. He's been playing great we're, lately, I have to say. Yeah, I mean, listen, that guy's not just a, a cap number. He's, I think no, he's, he's really going to help the team. Yeah, yeah big-time contributor, fantastic perimeter defender. He's a real 3-and-D guy. A listen, winning player, if you want to You want to win championships, you need some of those, the, those you need a you know, hard-hat 3-and-D role players. You got to have and a KCP. K- yeah. KCP fits that role to a T. Now, on top of, of all these other riches, we're going to throw in, Chris, a DeMarcus Cousins. That's wow. right. Boogie. Former, former All-Star DeMarcus Cousins. You know, people might have forgotten about him. He hasn't been active this year. Yeah. He's been out with, um, you know, six different career-ending injuries. Sure. But I still think he's got a little left in the tank. People I could see him. He was a real contributor on that Golden State squad last year in the NBA Finals. Exactly. He, he single-handedly won a game for those Warriors. So. Exactly. You want to make a run to the Finals, you need guys like Boogie Cousins yeah. uh, stepping up. And now we're also going to throw in a Quinn Cook, mm-hmm. a Jared Jared Dudley. Now you might remember Jared Dudley as uh, you know one of the real irritants um, yeah. uh, against the Sixers when they when they uh, faced him in the playoffs back last year when he was playing for the Brooklyn Nets. Sure, a so brawl that what, spilled into the crowd between Dudley exactly. and uh, who, who was it on on uh, the Sixers? Was it Ben Simmons? Uh, yeah, it might have been Simmons. If, yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. That was the game. That was the game you attended, I, I, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you saw. You, you've seen this guy's know, grit, his passion, up guy, close and yeah. personal. What better way to uh, to really, you know, kind of fortify uh, and strengthen your your team's culture? 
than to get a guy like Jared Dudley in there. And then uh, last piece is Troy Daniels. Um, Got to throw him in to make the money work. Another winning and, player. Um, and you know what? Hey, listen, if we need to grease the grease the skids a little bit uh, with a draft pick, you know, maybe we could That's have... something um, you're open to. You know what? Maybe Philly could send a, a first-round pick or two seconds or something like that, along with Embiid. Oh, with you know, Embiid. Just to, with Embiid. Yeah, yeah. No, I think yeah, I think Philly would need to need to sweeten the deal. I got gotcha. you with with a couple of, of their own picks. Uh, well, with, it's along a hell of a haul for the Sixers, um, no doubt. I mean, suddenly. I mean, listen. The 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 biggest uh, gain right there is is really addition by subtraction. Getting Embiid, you know, off, off the books. The yeah off the court away from the locker room again we're, we're sending him as far away geographically as we possibly can yeah from the east coast all the way to the west coast three thousand miles away chris wow. uh they're not gonna have to think about the sky ever again uh you know i think the next time they see him really would probably be the nba finals wow but uh a staggering a staggering haul for the yeah. philadelphia 76ers here moving joel Embiid to the los angeles lakers incredible and when you think about the lakers i mean they could put a like listen to this chris they could put a lineup out there of dwight howard d39 at center okay javel mcgee at power forward anthony davis at small forward joel Embiid at shooting guard and LeBron James at point guard. Wow. I mean, that would just be, I mean, that would be devastating, wow, you know? Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. All right, give me another one. Give me another Embiid uh, tray that you've, that you've queued up there. Oh, boy. All right, let's see here. Okay, this one might be, ooh, this one might be my favorite of the bunch. I almost hesitate to, uh, to drop this one right now, but I'm going to do it. Go ahead. <clears throat> All right, here we go, folks. Chris, let me ask you a question. Oh, my God. <laughs> How would you like to see... Joel Embiid yeah. in orange and blue. Holy smokes. In the mecca of basketball, I the mean, world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden. Such a natural fit. I mean, that the fans would go crazy for him. Can you see Joel Embiid just owning the city of New York for the next 10 years? Because yeah. I can, Chris. I mean, just, and, just strolling down Broadway, Joel Embiid, yeah. That's right. And here's how we can make it happen. The New York Knicks receive Joel Embiid. Yes. The Philadelphia 76ers receive Bobby Portis, okay. Taj, Taj Gibson, and Wayne Ellington. Wow. Wow. Chris, the, the salaries match. I don't see who says no, all right? The Sixers, the Sixers get rid of Embiid. Who is the a Knicks, pro- who's a major problem, just to Who's reiterate. a major problem. Yeah. Listen, I'm not saying he can't figure it out and, and, and you know, kind of... Maybe he gets a second chance somewhere and... Yeah, and I think I think maybe in a, in a different city, in a different setting... Get a fresh start. With different surrounding pieces. You know, I, I, I still think he's got potential. I think he's got some, some untapped upside, so... I'm willing to give the guy a second chance, um, and I think I think New York could be the place where where it could where he could really succeed and, and flourish and thrive. Um, and uh, and I mean when you're when you're uh, when you're talking about you know a guy uh, like the perfect sort of secondary role player that you could pair with uh, our superstar yes. Marcus Morris. I mean that would just be a devastating you know one two combo. Wow. And Bede would be the the perfect you know Scottie Pippen type. To pair with uh, with with our Michael Jordan, Marcus Morris, um, and uh, I could I could see that duo, you know, r- really, really just being places. really di- really difficult to stop. Um, and then, of course, on the on the Sixers side, 
you get Bobby Portis, Taj Gibson, and Wayne, Wayne Ellington, um, which are three, uh, you know, contracts, expiring contracts that are uh, very team team friendly. You know, you could easily flip those guys for assets at the trade deadline. Sure. So I don't see I don't see uh, any downside for the Sixers. Love it. All right, Ben. I am gonna uh, I'm gonna send you one while we're on the topic of the Knicks. I'm gonna send you one that I've been thinking about as well. Um, this involves okay. So this is the Knicks and the Portland Trailblazers. Now, Ben. Oh, oh no. Yes. What have you done here? I'm sorry, Ben. Wait, 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 wait. Was yes. this a mistake, Chris? Did no, you? you... No, no, I. Wait, and no, I think you, I think you clicked on the wrong guy, Chris. Nope. I've been thinking long and hard about this one, Ben. And <laughs> no, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't like it. I'm nope. Sorry to tell you, Ben, but if you <sighs> if you want something special, you have to give up something special. And I just want to contemplate. I just want to contemplate the idea of potentially moving, potentially, potentially, no. of just I'm shutting this down right now. Just potentially moving Marcus Morris to the Portland Trailblazers. Just hear me out. So, the, what what are you thinking? Why why would you ever do that? So the Portland Trailblazers. Let, let me explain. The Portland Trailblazers are currently yeah, starting. Yeah, I'd say you've got some explaining to do. <laughs> the Portland Trailblazers are currently starting Trevor Ariza and Carmelo Anthony at the small forward and power forward. Now they are without Kent Bazemore, who they just traded to Sacramento. Mm. So they also mm-hmm. need depth behind CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard, particularly mm-hmm. at, shoot, uh, at shooting guard. So yeah. I am trading Marcus Morris to Portland, to Portland, where he's going to immediately take the small forward position and play along Carmelo Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, and Hassan Whiteside. And going back to the New to the New York Knicks, I have Rodney Hood, Zach mm. Collins' expiring contract, and and New York mm. gets their prize, Anthony mm. Simons. The, I mean, I do, I do like that. Listen, you got to give something to get something, Ben. That's how the trade machine works. Anthony Simons is a twenty-year-old. Uh, combo guard, point guard, shooting guard. The trade guard. machine is an unforgiving master. Yes. We all we all know that. And you at, can't. You've got to. You've got to uh, abide by mm-hmm. by the trade machine. And as as you have pointed out many times before, Ben, if the salaries match, then yeah, there you can't object to it. And the salaries here in this these situation, salaries look good. Yeah, these this, are checking out. The, yeah, this trade is a success. Is is what <clears throat> ESPN's trade machine is telling me right now. So um, yeah. Yeah, it's just again not something that we have to do. I just want you to think about it, and and it's something uh, I'll confess, Ben. It might be something of a recurring theme with some of my trades. Is maybe Ooh. maybe the Knicks should think about moving off Marcus Morris to cash uh, in no. for some future assets. Marcus is a lunch pail warrior. He is a garden protector, of course. He is. Uh, He's a bloodthirsty uh, 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 soldier for Mike Miller. Yep. He, he's a killer. He's, he's a, a killer. Troop. He's an absolute killer. And yep. any we team, all know he any he team, he, uh, dis, he dismantles and cleans his gun during timeouts. That's right. Any team in the NBA would be lucky and fortunate to have uh, Marcus Morris lacing up his combat boots for oh, their man. squad. Uh, just want to think about it. Maybe. The only man that plays in the NBA with steel-toed sneakers. Combat boots, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just maybe we want to think about moving off Marcus Morris for the opportunity to build around young Anthony Simons at the Garden. Uh, ben, I'll yield the floor to you. Give me your next Joel Embiid trade whenever you're ready. 
Um, well, I'm surprised that you were able to predict that uh, my next trade would indeed uh, include Joel Embiid. Mm, all right, I'll send you one that I think is gonna is gonna raise some eyebrows here. Okay. Now, again, I know that these might be controversial, Chris. Well, I think I think a lot of these trades, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of sort of more mainstream voices in the uh, in the NBA media community might might kind of you know scoff at or look down at, but that's just because they don't have the balls that I do to admit what's really wrong in Philadelphia. So uh, I think this is a trade that could that could really um, right a lot of the wrongs um, oh. that have occurred. Oh. In- <laughs> oh. <laughs> so uh, so when you when you think about really some of the some of the greatest blunders, uh, front office blunders in NBA history, yes. I think right at the top of that list you would have to include Philadelphia's just shameful, you know, capitulation, giving up on. Number one draft pick, Markel Fultz, who is now a A blossoming star. star, A star, Chris. But not for the Sixers, for the Orlando Magic. Yes. So, how do we write that wrong? Well, easy. We get Markel Fultz back onto the Sixers. Love this. How do we do it? Also easy. Joel Embiid is going to Orlando. We're getting off of that contract, that four-year, $27,500,000. Tross. Albatross, he's going. He's going uh, down south to Florida, and we get in return Markel Fultz, Al Farouk Aminu, Kem Birch, and Wesawundu. Wow! The salaries match. The trade is successful. The salaries all right? match, folks. You can complain. Markel about Fultz it all you is coming home. The salaries home. match. Markel he's Fultz coming back where he belongs at the Wells Fargo Center. The, the the city of Philadelphia is going to welcome him back so with you're open looking arms. At a big four of Fultz, Horford, Tobias, and Simmons in Philly. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Wow. We could have we could have Horford uh, manning the five um, with Aminu, uh, you know, coming in to play the four. Mm-hmm. We could have Kent. We could have Horford slide down to the four and have Kent Birch fill oh, the five love spot. Love Birch. Love Kent. I mean, there's just so much potential there. There's so many uh, that just gives the the six are so many options. You know what, Ben? You um, might be right. Maybe it's time to cash out on Embiid. Just play for depth. Get get. Give me seven or eight different role players. Mm-hmm. Give me some some guys that really want to be there that aren't going to be negative influences in the locker room. Exactly. Cash out yeah. on Embiid and just you know build around Simmons and and just give him some help. He just needs some yeah. help. Yeah, exactly. Simmons Simmons needs some real players to play with. He doesn't need Joel Embiid. Who just stands there and just gets in the way? All right, that's Ooh. all he does. He get he gets in the way, uh, you know. Without without him beat around, uh, Ben Simmons, you know, suddenly looks like an all star. Uh, he's never had a good game. Uh, he's never had a triple double. He's never scored, I think, above ten points uh, with with Joel Embiid out there. Um, so I think I think the only answer is get him out of there. Give him the boot. Love so, it. Love it. All right, give me yeah. another uh, give me another trade that you have lined up for uh, Embiid. Let's get him out of town. All right, all right. Here's one more for you, Chris. Now, uh, I kind of feel bad for all these teams that wind up with Embiid. It's kind of, you, you know, you, you're kind of like, oh, what, what what city should I feel worse for now? You know, whether it's Orlando or Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's kind of horrible imagining Embiid playing for one of those teams. So this is kind of, a, I took a different route with this one, Chris. Okay. Now, this is a straight-up one-for-one. We're oh. sending Joel Embiid to the Atlanta Hawks wow, look at that. for... 
Chandler Parsons. No, wait, Ben. I, how can this be? This can't possibly work. I, there's no, there's no way this trade could be a success. Is it? How? How could this work? Chris, what part don't you understand? The salaries match. match. Yeah. Okay, oh, wow. they match. The they trade's match. a success. I guess it's a success. We though. got it. We got a green light. We got a, green, a big fat green light from the trade machine. Holy Chandler shit. Parsons, you're going to Philly. Wow. Pack your bags. Joel, you're going to go get paired with Trey Young, John Collins. Let's yeah. see if you can work it out and turn your career around. Sure. You know, uh, hey, listen. all the image a little bit. All the, yeah. You know, all the best to you, man. Uh, you know, like no hard feelings. Um, we, 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 we wish you luck. Uh, you know, we, we hope it all works out for you down south. But, uh, but yeah, Philly, we get Chandler Parsons' uh, expiring contract, which frees up uh, plenty of cap space next year. Uh, you know, in seasons going forward, maybe we can make a run at, at, at Giannis. Giannis. Um, but that, exactly. How would you like to upgrade from Embiid to Giannis? Oh, that well, would be guess what? Great. It's not, it's not going to happen without some cap space. Well, so yeah. I think this trade uh, accomplishes that. And, um, and again, uh, you, you know, it's addition by subtraction. So, um, Love it, man. Love it. Yeah. I don't, I don't see uh, who says no to that one. Okay. And hey, again, if we need to make throw in a draft pick to make it work, you know, we could send a first rounder in exchange for two second rounders, you know, whatever. We, there's, there's always uh, backroom dealings, you know, a little wink, wink, sure. nudge, nudge. Sure. You know, listen, I, I have no, no doubt that we can make this work. All right? Great. Love it. Okay, Ben, uh, I got another one free here. I'm queuing it up. It's a four-teamer. It's a blockbuster. And, oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> you a, love these four-teamers, I'm don't you? I'm a little you? worried. I'm a little worried about how you're going to take this one, but here it is. This is a four-teamer. This don't is a four-teamer between Washington, Miami, the Knicks, and the Dallas Mavericks. No. Yeah. No. I'm sorry, Ben. <laughs> I'm scanning. My eyes are frantically scanning the names, and there it is. Marcus Morris Sr. Breaks your what heart. Are you, what, are you, what are you doing to me here? Um, let me explain. Let me explain. I promise you, you're getting something special in return. So Miami, oh God. you got to give something to get something. Miami gets D- uh, Davis <laughs> Bertans to play small forward. They are, uh, love that. they are currently waiting on Justice Winslow. Who He has a back issue. Who knows when he comes back? So they get Davis yeah. Bertans for two years on a sweetheart of a deal. He's, what I don't know, what is he like? The he's, Isn't he leading the league in three-point percentage? Or if he's not leading yeah, the league. Yeah, he's up there. He's, he's in the top two or three. Um, yeah. So they got like a, a, a sharpshooting marksman in Davis Bertans on a sweetheart team-friendly deal for the next two years. Um you get uh, Dallas. Dallas gets Marcus Morris and Bobby Portis, a couple of shot creators who can bang and do all the dirty work for Porzingis while the Mavericks mm. are currently without Dwight Powell. The Knicks. The Knicks are going to get a combined $26 million in expiring salary. They're going to get a potential point guard of the future in DeLon Wright. And, I do love DeLon. And they're also going to be getting Dallas's 2020 first round pick. And then Ooh. Washington. Now Washington. So they basically just own all of Dallas's picks moving They're basically like just going to they're going to own Dallas's future. Yeah. yeah. Washington is going to get some expiring money. Um, Washington going back to Washington, we have James Johnson and Courtney Lee. Courtney Lee is uh, 12 million bucks uh, on a one-year deal, so that wipes off at the end of the year. James Johnson has one more year after this making 15 million dollars. Um, and they are and, and in exchange for that, so they're going to eat James Johnson's bad money for one more year, and they're going to give up Davis Bertans, 
Ooh. and they get Jan Mahinmi off their books. But in return, they are getting Miami's 2020 and 2022 first round picks. Hmm. So um, they clear some salary space. They basically give up, uh, you know, a a great three-point shooter in Bertans, uh, but they're not going to be making a playoff run this year. So they double down on the future. They get two future first-round picks. They clear clear Jan Mahinmi's salary cap space, and uh, they get an expiring contract in Courtney Lee. And uh, for the Knicks, they get potentially their point guard of the future in DeLon Wright, and they get a first-round pick from the Dallas Mavericks. The Mavericks get some depth at small forward and power forward to cover in absence of uh, Dwight Powell being gone. Again, my, mm. I envision Portis playing the four-and-a-half-five position next to Porzingis, kind of doing all sure. the dirty work. You get Marcus Morris to play to, to play the uh, you know the two-slash-three uh, run him alongside Luca. I think it's a natural fit, and uh, mm. yeah, that's the trade four teamer. Now, did you try to uh, to to pull this deal off without including Marcus Morris? Did you did you give that a shot, Chris? I didn't. Um, I I sort of <laughs> <laughs> I sort of identified Marcus as a player that would be a uniquely good fit for Dallas. But is yeah. there is there a different version of this trade that you're gonna float at me right now? Or are you suggesting that there's someone else that you would prefer? I mean, I would listen. Out? I would I would love the exact same trade, except we just keep Marcus Morris in New York. Okay. That's really all I'm, I'm all I'm looking to do here. So okay, so that would mean finding a 15 million dollar. Let's 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 look at it real quick. That means finding a fifteen million dollar player off the Knicks roster. Um, let's pull up the Knicks roster real quick and figure mm. out. So, if it's not Marcus Morris, let's say how about a combination of Taj Gibson and? Can we throw a Taj and a Bullock? Maybe yeah, Taj and a, would that, would yeah, that, would Taj that make and it Bullock work? would do it. There we go. So, That's what I'm looking for. So Ben's revised version of my trade would be Bobby Portis. Taj Gibson and Reggie Bullock going to the Dallas Mavericks. And you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I think they would still say yes. I think the Mavericks would still be into it. Sure. I don't see why not. Okay. There it is. Yeah. Uh, we throw in maybe a second round pick to, uh, to, to grease the wheels a little bit. And, so uh, Bobby you know. Portis, Taj Gibson, and Reggie Bullock going to Dallas. We're going to revamp that trade. So Marcus Morris will be staying at the Garden to protect the Garden. And, Thank God. Uh, yeah. Portis, Gibson, and Bullock to Dallas. Fantastic. That's better. All right. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Thank you for the help. All right. Yep. No problem. Here to help. That's what I do. All right. Give um, us your next MB trade. Okay. Here we go. Sending you one right now. Now, we talked about Markel Fultz's triumph return mm. to Philadelphia. Oh, God. Who else could be returning, I wonder? How would you like to see... Our, oh, wow. our beautiful boy, wow. our one of our personal oh, favorites, gosh. Chris. I feel like this Sixers team, you know, obviously Joel has been a negative in, in all sorts of ways, both quantifiable and not. Um, but one of the things that they've really been missing is, you know, a real elite three-point shooter. Just so happens that they had a guy like that on their team last year mm. by the name of... J.J. Redick. Wow. We're bringing J.J. home. J.J. All right? returns home. He's coming back, folks. Joel, you're going to the Big Easy, Nolans, uh, to, uh, to, to team up with Zion. A couple of big boys down in the Big Easy. 
Uh, I think that could be fun. You know, the fans would li- would like that. I think Joel would uh, would really enjoy the uh, local cuisine. Mm. If you know what I'm saying, oh, of course he would. And in return, <laughs> the Sixers got their elite three point marksman JJ Redick back at the Wells Fargo Center, along with to make the money work, we got a Darius Miller. And then if uh, if JJ's uh, triumphant homecoming wasn't enough, how about we bring back what? another Philadelphia favorite? Jalil Okafor. What a story. What a I mean, story that would be. Yeah, uh, it would be an incredible story. You know, Okafor, again, I think he's pretty much going to be able to, uh, to to replicate a lot of the production that Embiid already gives you without all the, uh, the you know, the negative stuff uh, on the side. So I think Okafor is, is basically an upgrade already. And then you throw in J.J. Redick, and it's just, you know, that's a slam dunk right there. Slam dunk. Wow. Yeah, Love it. Yeah. All right, you want to give me one more Embiid? Uh, let's see here. What do I got? Uh, your next Embiid. Sure. Here's, uh, here's one more that I think you'll enjoy. All right. So I'm, uh, I'm kind of on a kick here of, uh, of bringing back some, some old favorites, uh, that, that I, I, as a, uh, as a Philadelphia resident. This would be such a great story. Okay. So listen to this one, Chris. Who who was uh you know the the one of the one of the great feel good stories of the NBA last year mm. or the past you know three three to four years, it was the friendship of Tobias Harris and Boban Marjanovic. Wow. Tragically, tragically, this past off season, Boban and Tobias got split up. Their beautiful, glorious friendship was torn asunder when Boban was sent packing to the Dallas Mavericks, yeah. but I am going to write that wrong. Sure. I'm bringing Boban back to Philadelphia wow. to reunite with his best friend in the entire world, Tobias Harris, um, and, uh, and I'm going to throw in a, a Courtney Lee and a Seth Curry to make the salaries work, and, uh, and the Dallas Mavericks get there. We were just talking about that Dwight Powell injury. Yeah, it's a was big a, one. Was a big, was a big hit to the, to the Mavericks, so how can they replace Dwight Powell? Joel Embiid, sure. boom. Wow, imagine Joel Embiid wearing that deep Elam cursive French uh, yeah. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air jersey, the bright, the, the, the bright blue. The deep Elam graffiti yeah. all over Joel Embiid's body with the neon green oh. popping off your television screen. That would be so cool. Catching catching globs from Luca, really. I think it. I think it would be a lot of fun in Dallas, and um, and I for one could not be more excited about seeing the Toby and Bobby show yeah. reunited. And again, this is uh, a back net in the city of brotherly love for, for the Sixers. They get rid of a cancer, Joel Embiid. They replace him with a with a team first, friendly guy, Boban Marjanovic. Uh, yeah. Best friends with Tobias Harris and a couple of you know sharpshooting uh, uh, wing players yeah. there and Seth Curry, exactly. and Courtney Lee. Y- right, it sounds like a throw-in South Curry, but listen, this team is desperate, desperate for three-point shooting yep. and spacing. And uh, you know what, Seth Curry, uh, not so bad at three-point yeah, shooting. All right, good. his last name is Curry, yeah, so for a reason. Yeah, prob- problem solved. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, love that, Ben. Love that. Yeah. All right, let me queue up my next trade for you. This one, uh, this one is a little bit more focused on some of the NBA role players, but Ben, you know, those guys are important too. They have real value. So sure. this is a three-teamer between Oklahoma oh City, Detroit. And Golden State. I want you to take a look at this, Ben. Sending it over right now. 
Oklahoma City, Detroit, and <laughs> Golden State. Okay, so wow. here we Whoa. go. This is Hang on, wait, wait, yeah. give me a second. I actually just fell out of my chair. This let me this let me resituate massive, myself here. This is a massive trade oh that will shake the foundation of the NBA. Um all right, let, let me explain my thought Let's process Let's run through here. this. Yeah. This, is, this is a lot to this wrap my head around, Chris. This is a lot to wrap your head around, Ben. But basically, Oklahoma City. Do you know who is playing right now in the three position for the Oklahoma City Thunder? A, a starting small forward for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I want to say, is it Dort? Oh, wow. Very impressive, Ben. Dort, <laughs> Dort is currently playing for an that injured... That is a name... For an injured Terrence Ferguson and Abdel Nader. Yeah, so, that's a name I'm, I'm not gonna not gonna forget anytime you soon. Can't forget that anytime soon. Lugens Dort. Listen, I am thrilled that the Dort is playing so well. He's you know playing above his head, frankly, and you know what I mean. He's he's really playing well in in the absence of Terrence Ferguson, who's away from the team at the moment. Abdel Nader mm-hmm. again, another nice player, but Oklahoma City Thunder. They, they, these guys need to fortify that team for a championship run. They're going to make the playoffs yeah. here, and that's what we're doing in this trade. So here it is. Oklahoma Let's City. make the push. Oklahoma City is going to get Alec Burks from the Golden State Warriors and Tony Snell from the Detroit Ooh. Pistons. So they get Ooh. a combo shooting guard and small forward. Burks is having a sneaky great season and he is yeah. making 1.6 million dollars. He's you know, he That's crazy. He's, it's crazy. He is a highly productive player not making a yeah. lot of money. So AB's a, been on fire. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a boon for Oklahoma City in that way. Detroit Detroit uh, is going to move off Snell's contract, and they are getting Dennis Schroeder on a two-year, $15 million contract. So part of what I wanted to do here was there's a bit of a logjam here in Oklahoma City with uh, a Chris Paul and uh, and uh, uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander and yeah, Schroeder. So I wanted mm-hmm. to uh, give I wanted to do right by Dennis Schroeder, give him his own team. He deserves it. Create a little bit more space on the floor for Shea Gilgis and Chris Paul, CP3, and mm-hmm. and get them, uh, like I said, some 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 help at, at small forward and shooting guard. Um, so Dennis Schroeder goes to Detroit, who uh, is on a two. You know, he has another year after this, making fifteen million dollar contract on a fifteen million dollar contract. So you know, Detroit might have their uh, point guard of the future. Who knows? Dennis Schroeder is still a young man. And then going to Golden State. Go, going to Golden State, we have Svi Mikhailuk. Uh, Mikhailuk, yeah. yeah. Svi. So um, Svi is one of these guys who uh, is secretly, quietly, over the last couple of weeks, bawling out. Bawling very, out. Qu- very quietly bawling very out. Very quietly bawling out. And he makes... <laughs> million this year and next. And my thought process was this. Golden State is going to need a lot of these kind of value guys for Mm. their championship run next year. When when, Mm -hmm. when Curry, when Draymond Green, when Klay Thompson, Mm -hmm. D'Lo, they are going to make a championship run again next year. And and they need these kind of valuable... You know they're just waiting. They're just waiting waiting in the wings. 
Yeah, and, exactly. And Mikhail Luke is one of these valuable role players, not making a ton of money, but he is a sh- a sneaky, sneaky corner three shooting shooting guard, uh, not making a ton of money, and uh, so we're gonna send him to Golden State. Kind of, kind of put him in cellophane. He's gonna wait until next year, and boy, oh boy, is that gonna pay off for the Golden State Warriors? So again, mm-hmm. um, Oklahoma City gets Tony Snell and Alec Burks. Detroit gets Dennis Schroeder, and Golden State gets V. Luke. Massive blockbuster! Yep. Um, wow, yeah, yep. that's gonna change the uh, that changes the, the, the fabric the... of the whole NBA, boy, folks. That sh- that Mark shakes up words. the snow globe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right, Ben. Big time. Give Love me, it. Uh, give me whatever you got. Give me your last two. Uh, <clears throat> give me your last two Embiid trades. All right. Uh, you're only giving me two more here, really. All right. <laughs> well, I'll give you a couple. <laughs> no, no, no. G- give me two, and we'll we'll reassess because I have one more trade for you, and then uh, yeah. Okay, I've got a couple more Embiid trades, and then I've got one more blockbuster that, believe it or not, does not involve Embiid. Okay. Um, we look but at I, that but one? I like these. Um, I mean, if you if you want to do that one first, we could. Um, or or I could do I could finish off my little Embiid run here. Yeah, it's finish up to off, you. yeah, finish off your Embiid run. I'll give you my last trade, and then we'll listen to your blockbuster. Okay, okay. So um, this is one I think you're really gonna like. Oh boy, I'm excited. I'm trying to think of which teams in the NBA haven't landed Embiid yet. Yeah, well, I got a couple couple left in my uh, in my my holster here. Okay, let's see what we got. Okay. Whoa, <clears throat> whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. You see that green box with exclamation point? It says, this trade is successful. How can it be? We are but... sending Joel Embiid to the Charlotte Hornets. Wow. And we're getting back Cody Zeller and Michael Kidd Gilchrist. It's a no-brainer. You gotta it do this. It is a no-brainer you, slam dunk. You gotta do this. Now, Chris, this is... Uh, listen... This is talking about a feel-good story. Mm. Let me ask you a question. Do you know where Michael Kidd Gilchrist was born? Um, I was it was it in New Jersey or was... no? It was in Philadelphia. Oh, wow, that's right. Wow. That's right. We're bringing MKG home to his birthplace. The city that birthed him and raised him. He's coming home, folks. Listen, this guy was an all-rookie second-teamer in 2013. He is a a real baller. I think he could really help the team. And then you want to talk about uh, a real center that you can build around. Cody Zeller, Mm. folks. Cody Zeller, listen, he averages more offensive rebounds per game than Joel Embiid. He has a higher field goal percentage than Joel Embiid. Does he really? He averages he averages fewer turnovers and fewer fouls per game Jesus. than Joel Embiid. So I think it could be a big upgrade at the center position. And then you throw in the feel good story of MKG. I don't see who says no. You know, Love again, if, if if someone has a problem, you throw in a second round pick, maybe maybe a late first round pick, grease the wheels a little bit, boom, done. Love it. Love it. Love it. So yeah. One more here for you, Chris. Uh, all right, I'm going to give you another another feel-good story. This one involving the Miami Heat. We're sending Joel back down to Florida, not to Orlando this time, but to Miami. Wow. We're going to get back Kelly Olynyk, mm. Dion Waiters, sure. and a real locker room guy, a real... 
culture guy. Ex exactly. Udonis Haslam. Wow. The guy's a two-time NBA champion. He knows what it takes to win. He's going to be a great mentor to some of these young guys like Norvell Pell, Furkan Korkmaz, yeah. Matisse Thibel. I think they could really benefit from being around Udon Udonis Haslam. No doubt. No doubt. And, and then, here's, here's another question for you, Chris. Do you know where Dion Waiters was born? Um, was it, uh, waiters, 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 waiters. No. Where is he? Where is he from? Was he from Boston? Chris, he was born in the city of Philadelphia. Oh, wow. That's right. Dion waiters is coming home to Philadelphia. Holy now listen, smokes. this guy, I know he's had, he's had kind of a rough patch, uh, you know, uh, recently. Uh, he hasn't been, yeah. hasn't, hasn't been playing that much for his current team. But listen, this guy was an NBA All-Rookie first-teamer. A first-teamer all the way back in 2013. Uh, much like MKG, I think he's got a lot left in the tank, a lot of untapped potential. Um, I didn't realize he uh, first-team. Oh, yeah. I think he'd be a real feel-good story to come back to Philadelphia for Dion Waiters, uh, you know, a place where he could really rejuvenate his career. Uh, you know, I think he could be a, a most improved player candidate next season if he's in the right, uh, right situation. And then you talk about Kelly Olynyk. This is a guy that has a higher three-point percentage, a higher free-throw percentage. He averages fewer turnovers and fouls per game than Joel Embiid, and he averages more steals per 36 minutes than Joel Embiid. So, again, I don't see any downside there. Mm. Olynyk is a baller. Um, could be a big upgrade. You know, he's not quite a natural five, but he can play kind of both the four and the five. I think he'd be a great, great pairing alongside uh, Al Horford. So, um, yeah, I think it could be, uh, could be a really great deal for both teams. Okay. All right. I'm going to give you my last trade, and, uh, and then we'll talk about your final blockbuster, and we'll wrap it up. So here's, All right. Here's, Sounds good. Here's my last trade for you, Ben, and I, I have a feeling uh, you're going to want to revise it, but uh, mm. it involves Oklahoma City and New York. So going to Oklahoma City. I already don't like it. <laughs> going to Oklahoma City. We talk about Oklahoma City with their Ooh. void at, at small forward. We have Marcus Morris. Yikes. No, thank you. And going to the Knicks, we, uh, we have Andre Ro Ro Robertson's expiring contract and mm. Terrence, Terrence Ferguson <laughs> along with, along oh with Oklahoma City's 2020 first round pick and yeah. via Oklahoma City, Chicago's 2020 second round draft pick, Ben, which we Ooh, both know is basically a it's a it's it's an early second round pick, Ben. So it that's right. Chicago is not great. We, that's going to be a, it's going to be a well high just, pick in the second round. We might as well just call it a late first rounder, Ben. Yeah, that's as good as a first. <laughs> so I have a feeling you're going to want to revise this draft. You're going to want to revise this trade. So. Um, Marcus is I a don't love it, Chris. Marcus is a fifteen million dollar player. So yeah, I'll tell you the the piece that that's tripping me up. Do you want to know? Yeah, go ahead. It's it's the Marcus Morris, Marcus Morris element part of it. Yeah, okay, so, I would really love to see him stay in New York. Listen, I really it's called a it just puts me it, it it puts me off a little it's bit. It's called frankly. a trade for a reason, and we negotiate <laughs> trades. So then. <laughs> Let's negotiate. Let me pull up the Knicks roster for you and the Oklahoma City roster for you. I would love to make this happen. Listen, I love so, I love the Roberson and Ferguson pieces. So let's get pieces. Robertson in the trade, and we're going to put yeah, keep them. Ferguson in the trade. Let me just click yeah, his yeah. name. 
So that's and a the draft picks. Lo- love the draft picks. That's a Definitely combined thirteen million dollars of salary, Ben. So yeah, how can we make that work without a Marcus Morris Senior in there? And 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 keep in mind, Ben, the needs for Oklahoma City. They need a front court. Yeah, what player. are they looking for? They need someone mm. to basically be a hybrid three slash four. You know what I mean? Three slash four, yes. like someone who has like a like a real kind of like. Gritty attitude, gritty, like a real... Gritty approach, exactly. Yeah, okay, like a kind of a hard hat, lunch pail type player. Yep. I mean, we have a lot of those in New York. That's the good thing. Can I interest The question is, you? can we make the salaries work? Let's try Bobby Portis. Does that interest Let's you? Let's see. Let's I, see if this I, trade... You know what? I could live with that. I could live with Let, that. Ben, I got news for you. This trade is successful. The salaries oh, do match. Oh, fantastic. John Look Hollinger tells us this is a net plus two wins for the Oklahoma City Thunder, so that's a huge victory for them. You know, no brainer. You know, no brainer. Thrilled. And for the Knicks, yep. they'll be getting a first-round pick from Oklahoma City and a late second rounder from Chicago, which, like we said, may as well just be called... An early second rounder. An early second rounder. An early second rounder, which we may as well just call a late first rounder. Yeah. All right. Did it, did Hollinger have a uh, ha- have an analysis on the on the Knicks wins with that deal? Hollinger says it's a net negative three wins, but what Hollinger but when you throw in the draft picks, what yeah. he doesn't understand is the draft pick components. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. For Those us, draft picks, it, actually, you can't put a price on that. It's a huge win. It's a huge win for us. We get Robertson, who's an expiring contract. He's off the books next year, and all of a sudden the Knicks are flush with cash as they enter free agency, and they're also flush with draft picks. <laughs> That's a slam dunk. That's Hands down. That's a slam dunk if you ask me. Um, yeah, I don't see I don't see who says no to that one. All right, Ben, give me your last trade. This I have been told is a blockbuster. This will be our, our last our last trade in the trade machine pod. So whenever you're ready. Okay. Alright, so this is one I'm gonna have to um I'm actually gonna have to send you a uh a, 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 a an image because yeah when I tried to save the the link on the trade machine I, I seem I seem to have broken it um, so let me just do this real quick hang on one second okay all right this is. <laughs> This is a four-team deal, Chris. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't. No. <laughs> okay, folks. So what you, what you can what you can see. I would call this my. All you need to know, folks, listening at home, is like I just looked at this photo that Ben sent me, and it's literally like. So many players are involved. There's one team, I believe it's Charlotte, that's literally getting 14 players, 12 players. Thir- 13, 13. 13 players. Uh, but now listen. I can't listen, even read the... the names. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Chris, this is the important thing, okay? Oh this, is a blockbuster. this is a blockbuster. <laughs> this is a blockbuster four-team four <laughs> Four team deal. Okay, there are there are forty forty <laughs> There are forty one players involved, all right? Players. Let me run let me run through it and make and when you actually break it down player when you when you actually break it down it makes a lot of sense for every team involved, okay? Forty one players run, let's run through it, Wait, okay? How many players Listen. are on an NBA roster? Twelve, eleven? Uh, I think fifteen, maybe. 
But here, here's the important this is thing. Three Ready? full NBA rosters being traded. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. The important thing, number one, the salaries match. Okay, the salaries, the match. salaries match. So we can't get any pushback from any of our fans. Unfortunately, no, this, this is a completely viable trade. This, this, <laughs> the salaries match, and on top of that, <laughs> believe it or not, every team is sending out the exact same number of players as they are receiving. Okay. Oh so, God. Let's run through it. We have a deal here involving the Atlanta Hawks. The Charlotte Hornets, the Detroit Pistons, and the Cleveland Cavaliers, okay? These are four teams that, you know, they clearly need to shake things up, all right? They need, uh, you could say that all four teams are rebuilding. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to kind of reverse their fortunes. Sure. So this is, this is the perfect way to do it, all right? This is a trade. This is a 41-player trade that is really centered around Evan Turner, <laughs> As the as kind of the key piece, all right. Uh-huh. So, let's run through it. Evan Turner is going from the Atlanta Hawks on his one year, eighteen million dollar salary is going from the Atlanta Hawks to the Detroit Pistons. Okay, Wait, let me get this straight. So, when you started this trade, your main thought was, how do I get Evan Turner to the Pistons? Mm-hmm. Forty one players later. This is yeah. how it resulted. Okay. I just want to follow I, your thought process here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Listen, I you know, I had I had to pull some strings to to match the salaries sure. and stuff. I understand. But well, my main my rules. main objective so you have to match the salaries. The question on my mind when I started, you know, this this whole process, which again I've been in my basement for <laughs> a solid week. You know, o- over over two hundred straight hours. Um, okay. And um, and and my main question was, what are we doing with Evan Turner? You know, that's that seemed to be the question that I that I've heard on a lot of people's minds. You know, a lot of yeah. a lot of people in the league, a lot of front office people that I talked to, they all had the same question: What's going to happen with Evan Turner? Oh, yeah. All right, shooting guard for the Atlanta Hawks. He's on an eighteen million dollar deal. We want to know, you know, uh, w- w- what's going to happen there. So, so the the answer is Evan Turner is going to Detroit. Uh-huh. Um, but now there were a few other, uh, you know, pieces to work out uh, because Evan Turner, like I said, eighteen million dollars. You know, that doesn't just, uh, you know, you got to you got to get something in return sure. to to match that. So in return, the Atlanta Hawks are going to be getting. Uh, so again, four team deal. There's a lot of moving pieces here. So bear with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the Pistons get Evan Turner, uh, from the Hawks. Now we got to figure out, all right, so what are they sending out to, uh, you know, cause the salaries have to match. So the Pistons are going to be sending out, um, let's see, they're going to be sending out 10 players. Uh, Langston Galloway uh-huh. is headed to Cleveland. Okay. okay? Thon McCurr is also headed to Cleveland okay. from Detroit. Uh, Detroit is also sending Kyrie Thomas, um, a shooting guard on a $1.4 million deal. He's also going to Cleveland. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So now to Charlotte. All right. Now this is a, this is the other big piece. All right. Um, uh, this, this might floor a couple of people here, but again, uh, I put a lot of thought into this. I, you know, I crunched all the numbers and, and at the end of the day, I couldn't, uh, you know, I couldn't deny salaries. The, the salaries I, match. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't deny what I was seeing uh, when I when I uh, did all my calculations, folks. Blake Griffin is headed to Charlotte. Okay, we're getting Lob City 2.0, folks. Blake Griffin is going to make his triumphant comeback in the teal and purple 
He's going to be catching lobs from Terry Rozier and Devontae Graham. He's going to be throwing down slam dunks. He's going to be shooting threes. Uh, yeah, he is going to be a Charlotte Hornet. He's going to be the next Larry Johnson uh, down there in Charlotte. Blake Griffin, NBA superstar. Uh, yeah, I know he's a little injured right now. That doesn't that doesn't uh, concern me whatsoever. I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to bounce back in a big way. He just needs a change of scenery. So we're going to get him out of Detroit. That cold weather, you know, clearly uh, not not doing any not doing any favors for him. So we're going to send him down south to the the nice warm sunny beaches of Charlotte, and uh, and I think he's going to really resurrect his career down there. So he's going to Charlotte, okay. um, and, uh, and along with uh, Tony Snell. Mm. Uh, Markeith Morris, mm. uh, again, Mar- Marcus Morris was not involved in this trade. Okay. He will remain uh, a New York Nick for life, uh, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but Markeith, his twin brother, is going to be going from Detroit to Charlotte, along with Blake mm. and Tony Snell. And, uh, and uh, also a couple of two-way players, Lewis King and Jordan Bone. Uh, Jordan Bone, sure. another Jordan key, key piece to this. Key. A lot of people were wondering two-way how player. he was going to be used yeah, yeah, yeah. at the trade deadline two-way player to make the, the numbers work. I had to include him. Uh, and then we're also going to be sending, from Detroit, we're going to be sending Tim Frazier, uh, a, uh, a, a key uh, kind of you know backup point guard, yeah. uh, and uh, a guy that you talked about in, a, in another trade of yours, Chris, Svi Mikhailuk. Yeah. He's going to be going from, uh, from Detroit, along with Tim Frazier, to Atlanta. Okay, so let's talk about Atlanta. What are they getting? We already mentioned Marvin Williams uh-huh. uh, is going to be uh, shipped from Charlotte to Atlanta, along with the aforementioned... Now, listen, I know I, uh, I, I already included this guy in, uh, in one of my Embiid trades, but if that doesn't, uh, you know, if that fails to materialize, we're going to be sending Michael Kidd Gilchrist wow. to Atlanta, wow, wow, wow. Um, along with Willie Hernan Gomez. Oh, um, Willie, that's great. Yeah, so exactly. Fresh, a guy. He'll get a fresh start in Atlanta. That's great. Yeah, exactly. He's a young center with a whole lot of upside. Willie Herman Go- Hernan Gomez. I still really believe in him. I think he could be a key piece right. uh, to the Atlanta Hawks' future. Uh, pair him alongside John Collins and Trey Young. And in case that wasn't enough, we're also going to be throwing in Dwayne Bacon, uh, Cody Martin, Cody Martin, a name you might be familiar yep. with, and two, two-way player Ray Spalding. Oh, right. Uh, those, That's great. Yeah. Yep. Those, those names are also going to be moving from Charlotte to Atlanta. Gotcha. Um, so now let's see. Uh, let's go back to Charlotte okay. because I, I, I mentioned Blake Griffin. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned uh, the other Pistons, uh, Markeith Morris, Lewis yeah. King, Jordan Bone. Uh, Tony Snell, yep, yep, good memory. Now, along with those Pistons, Charlotte will also be receiving from Atlanta that expired, that massive expiring contract from Chandler Parsons, that $25 million one-year deal from Atlanta. Charlotte will be getting Chandler Parsons. That's going to clear up a whole lot of cap space, what although it will be eaten. That is. It, it, yeah. it will be eaten up mostly by by the Blake Griffin contract. But you know, hey, that's that's how you got to give that's something. How, to uh, that's something how that's how exactly that's how deals get made. That's how deals get yeah. made. All right. So uh, Chandler Parsons now, along with Chandler from Atlanta, Charlotte's going to be receiving Travion Graham and uh, Brandon Goodwin. Now, Brandon Goodwin's a two-way player, but he's actually been showing out recently. He's, he's had a couple of good games um, for Atlanta, That's right. backing up uh, Trey Young. You know, when Trey, Trey Young was, was out with, with a couple injuries, Goodwin filled in pretty, uh, pretty impressively. So I think Charlotte's going to be really excited to get him. Um, now, also from, uh, from Cleveland, Charlotte's going to be receiving uh, five players. 
Brandon Knight. Now, Brandon Knight, I think, is uh, has a lot of untapped potential. He's a real upside. He's only in his second year, I believe, uh-huh. Brandon Knight, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I'd have to look I that up. Look um, that up. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, maybe we can do some research a- after after this yeah, to, uh, to, to make sure. Yeah. yeah, so Brandon Knight. Um, now, this is a guy that I love. Oh, uh, a, real, a real scrappy. Listen, this guy's an NBA... An NBA champion, yeah. Matthew Dellavedova, Della folks. Dellavedova is really going to bring a winning culture to the Charlotte Hornets, which I think they could use. Uh, and along with him, they're going to be getting Ante Zizic, uh, who's a, a center with a lot of untapped uh, upside, Just I think. Anchor in the middle, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be a great. He could he could be the starting center of the future for this Charlotte Hornets no team. Yep. Uh, especially since they're going to be losing Willie Hernan Gomez uh, in this deal. They're going to need someone to fill that five spot. So I think Ante could do that admirably. Uh, and then we'll throw in a Matt Mooney and a Tyler Cook from Cleveland Love as that. well. Yeah. So that is Charlotte's Hall. Uh, 13 players in total that they will be acquiring in this deal. new players for the Charlotte Hornets. Meet your new 13-player yeah. <clears throat> bounty, Charlotte. Uh, Blake, exactly. Blake Griffin, Chandler Parsons, Brandon Knight, Tony Snell, Matthew Delvadofa, Markeith Morris, Lewis King, Jordan Bone, Anta Zizic, <laughs> Travion Graham, Brandon Goodwin, Matt Mooney, and Tyler Cook. Wow, wow, I mean, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Now keep in mind, they are going to be retaining. Hornets. Yeah. They're going to be retaining. Uh, uh, um, um, what's his Devante name? Uh, Tra- Terry, Terry, Terry Rozier and Devontae Graham. Yeah. So that's yeah. a team with a real young core. I think a lot of, yeah, a lot of, a lot of good things for them in the future. Um, yeah. So now let's turn back to Detroit. Sure. We mentioned Evan Turner as the real prize in this trade. He's kind of the the key, uh, you know, the the, 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 piece. the key piece he, here. Of course, was the the genesis for this trade. The the reason this whole trade happened was about it was all about getting Evan Turner out. To we got to get Evan to to Detroit. How can we make, can we make it happen? Forty one players later, I'll tell you. So, yeah. Wow. So okay. Evan is going to be a, a Detroit Piston. Finally, um, finally. now His along al- along with with Evan coming from Atlanta to Detroit, we've got Bruno Fernando mm. and. Uh, C. Brown Jr. Charlie Brown Jr. Oh, yeah, um, Charlie Brown. Right. Yeah, a two a two way player uh, for the Hawks. He'll be now a Detroit Piston. Forgot about him. Okay, um, great. So along with those three Hawks, um, now Detroit really boy they made out like a like a Bandits. like a real yeah real real bandit. They're going to be getting not one but two stud centers from the Charlotte Hornets, Bismack Biombo and the aforementioned Cody Zeller. Um. Yeah. So another two big studs that they can build around. Uh, that's going to be a twin towers in Detroit. Um. You know they'll still have Andre Drummond on this team. Yeah. Um. So I think they could have a real three-headed monster with Drummond, Biombo, and Zeller. Um. I, you know I don't see another team that can that can compete with that front court. If you ask me. Uh. And now they're also going to be getting uh, Malik Monk, um, Caleb Martin. Now you might have uh, think uh. Caleb Martin, I already I thought he was right. uh, going to Atlanta. No, 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 no. That was his twin brother, Cody Martin. Okay, <laughs> Cody Martin and Caleb Martin are two different players. Twins. They both play for their twins. They look the exact same. They have the exact same haircut and the exact same beard, and they both play for the Charlotte Hornets. That's incredible. Current, yeah. Currently, yeah. However, uh, if uh, if this deal goes through, which I think it has a strong chance of doing, they will be uh, sadly split up. Uh, Cody will be going to Atlanta and Caleb will be going to Detroit. Um, uh, so then along with Caleb Martin, 
the Pistons will be receiving uh, a guy named Jay McDaniels. What is his name? Jalen Jalen McDaniels. Mm. Jalen McDaniels will be going from uh, from Charlotte to Detroit along with Caleb Martin, and then also Kobe Simmons, who's a two-way player. He's going to be thrown in to make the money work. Um, uh, and then on top of all that, uh, Detroit will be receiving one player from the Cleveland Cavaliers in this yeah. deal, and that is Dean Wade. Okay. Dean Wade, a two-way player, but a guy who I think has a lot of untapped potential, yeah. uh, could, be a, could be a key piece for them moving forward. So Detroit's going to be receiving 10 players, um, and, uh, and they will also be sending out 10 players. Uh, we already mentioned guys like Tim Frazier, Sophie McKayluke, Blake Griffin obviously is the big name. But they'll also be sending some, some, uh, some players to Cleveland. Now let's talk about the Cleveland wow. side. Oh, I am just looking at this Cleveland side of the ledger. Holy smokes did Cleveland make yeah. it. Wow. Yeah, there's, there's a couple big names left yet to run through here, Chris. Now, um, we mentioned that Charlotte was going to be receiving uh, Blake Griffin's pretty, pretty large contract. Both Griffin and Parsons a combined uh, $60 million, mm. give or take, uh, between those two guys. So they had some salary to shed. Um, uh, we already mentioned uh, Bismack and Cody. That's going to get them clear of about $31 million, uh, combined. And uh, and then the last piece to really make the money work here is Nick Batum yeah. on his $25 million contract. He's going to be moved from Charlotte to Cleveland. Um I think that I think he could be a, a you know a pretty strong piece for the Cavs. Um, you know he's a guy that's been kind of kind of pushed aside as Charlotte has uh, you know turned towards the youth this season. Right. But Nick Batum, I, I think, still a, a very serviceable player. Yeah. Still believe in him. I think with a change of scenery, he could really rejuvenate his career in Cleveland. Uh, and then talk about rejuvenation. Let's talk about a guy named Jeff Teague, yeah. folks. So Jeff Teague just got to Atlanta. Uh, from from bags, Minnesota, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry, Jeff, but you're gonna have to uh, turn right around and uh, and catch a catch another cab to Atlanta. No, sorry, to Cleveland. Mm. Um, so he's gonna be going from Atlanta to Cleveland uh, with his 19 million dollar deal uh, from Atlanta, and then along with uh, with Teague, Atlanta's gonna be sending DeAndre Bembry and Damian Jones. Mm. Damian Jones, a uh, a young stud center, I think with a lot of upside could really help the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, of course, they will be retaining Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson Great. in this deal uh, and Larry Nance. So it's going to be a crowded front court uh, in Cleveland for sure. But, you know, I think Damian Jones could... Well, uh could, happen, could, Ben. You know, yeah, that's, exactly. that's uh, you want uh, depth. Yep, a little, a little uh, kind of security blanket. Um, what do you call that? A um, kind of insurance policy, insurance if you will, for Kevin Love. Yeah. So, uh, so that, that uh, takes care of the Atlanta players. And then from Detroit, let's see, I think I already mentioned... Oh, no, no, sorry. So from Detroit, Cleveland's going to be receiving Langston Galloway, Thon Maker, and, oh, and Kyrie Thomas. I think I already uh, yeah. uh, covered them. So, uh, so yeah, that about... rebuilt the Cavs. That's incredible, man. Yeah, exactly. They're going to be now building around Kevin Love, uh, Tristan Thompson, Nick Batum, and Jeff, Jeff Teague. Teague. I think that's a pretty solid core. Love that. You know they're going to be around for a long time. I think they're going to cause uh, cause some trouble in the wow, Eastern Conference. Wow, uh, wow. I think that could that could easily be a playoff team. Uh, and then oh, did I mention Alex Len? I think I skipped over him. I think he skipped they're over also going to be Len. getting yeah. they're going to be getting Alex Len from the Atlanta Hawks in this deal as well. Yeah, it's a playoff team. So I mean, yeah, between Len, Damian Jones, Tristan Thompson, you know, you still got Larry Nance there. Uh, they've got a lot of big bodies that they can that they can throw it at people like Giannis um, mm. in the Eastern Conference Finals, p- possibly. 
So, uh, yeah, I think they've got, um, you know, they've, they've got some some studs to work with there. And, um, yeah, I mean, again, I don't, I don't really see who says no to this deal. Sure. If we need to grease the skids with a couple of draft picks, you know, here or the there, later. Yeah. we can definitely, you know, the, the, the draft picks can be worked out. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think it makes sense for, uh, for, for all four teams. I love it. I love it. Ben, yeah. a massive 41 player, Whew. uh, mega trade. We did it. This was the, Oh, let's just, uh, sorry. One, one last thing. Let's go through the Hollinger's analysis. Cause this is important here. Sure. Um, according to this deal, uh, according to Hollinger's analysis, following this deal, the Atlanta Hawks will be, um, negative 21 wins. Hmm. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets will be <laughs> negative 15, <laughs> 15 wins. The Cleveland Cavaliers will. I, I, this this was a shock to me because when you when it, you know like we just covered, I think Cleveland yeah. really makes out like a bandit in this That's deal. True. But according to Hollinger, now this is based on some iffy math. I don't know about these yep. these advanced stats that he that he uses to to come up with these numbers. But according to Hollinger's analysis, okay. the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to be negative thirty three wins after this deal. Mm-hmm. However, however, I think the thing that really ties it all together is the Detroit Pistons. They're going to be a plus one. <laughs> Plus one, plus one wins you know, for the Detroit Pistons. So I think that they're going to be the the real kind of driver of this deal. I think they're going to get it done. Like I said, maybe pitched, they'll have to use when you first pitched this trade as a as as a move to get Evan Turner to Detroit, and you said yeah. it was a forty one player trade. I was like, how can it be? Could it really be worth it? But honestly, when you hear it could be worth one win according to Hollinger. You do yeah, what you listen, gotta do, man. Like whatever when you're takes, when you're fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah. Listen, one game could be the know? difference between, you know, the eighth seed and the ninth seed or between the yeah. second seed and the first seed. So you do it. You right. Do exactly. It. Maybe 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 that that's gonna determine home court advantage in the NBA finals. You know, right. we've seen it happen before. Well, I love it, so man. That, we the audience really appreciates how thorough you've been here with your boy. work. Um, uh, it's, it's, I'm just excited that you can finally use the bathroom. You've seen, yeah, I can't wait to, you, yeah, I'm going to go take a shower and a shave and, and (laughs) use the bathroom for the first time in over a week. week. We've released you from your laboratory and, uh, this was a success, man. I think it's safe to say this is a massive success. The trade deadline pod, the NBA trade machine pod. Uh, if the salaries match, it's, it's, it's a success. Ben, we did it. The salaries match, the players line up, the trade is successful. All of these trades have been successful. Um, yeah, I just got to, I got to thank you, Chris, for, for giving me the time to, uh, to, to lay that all out. Well, we did, and uh, I think another yeah. uh, highly successful trade deadline pod. Uh, congratulations to us. Congratulations Oof. to the OTL audience for getting through the pod, sticking with us. Just in, uh, just in time here, because I'm pretty sure the, uh, the EPA is going to come and shut down my laboratory. <laughs> right? I'm, uh, these, these deals I've been cooking up are a little, little too, uh, too crazy little too for spicy. them, I think. Yeah. Yeah, all right, man. Yeah. Well, have a great week. I want you to relax, do something good for yourself, and uh, I will touch base with you in a little bit, right? All right. Sounds good, Chris. A uh, a pleasure as always, my friend. All right. You made it through it. Congrats. My name's Chris Wendelkin. This is On The Line. You can tweet at us at OnTheLine underscore pod. Find us on Instagram. Check out previous episodes on our website, OnTheLinePodcast.com. Please rate, review, subscribe to the show in Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. Have a great week. Enjoy NBA trade deadline season, and I will talk to you next week.